I have a surprise for you today, okay? Oh my god, you're pregnant? <laughs> I told you to pull out! <laughs> you said trust yourself, and I didn't. It, you didn't. We're gonna have another podcast? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I, I'm going off on my own adventures lately. All right. I'm, I'm trying okay. new things. Maybe things in, are oh coming my to my brain and be like, Hey, maybe, maybe give this another shot. Maybe try it out for the first time. I don't know. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. I love, I love it. Good. Steven, I'm, I'm on board for whatever you have going on. Well, I'm excited to tell you, Brent, <laughs> that in my hand, oh, oh my God, is the tiniest Starbucks cup you'd ever seen in your life. It's very adorable, wow. but I, oh my God, I have a coffee today, Brent. Oh my God! I have a Steven. coffee today. Wow! 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 Look at me! I am an adult. I too have a coffee, uh, but mine is slightly different than my normal. Normally, I have oh, okay. like please s- scalding hot black coffee. Right. But today, uh, I had to go pick up groceries immediately before recording, so I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. We've got this cold brew coffee called Stoke that we keep in our fridge. Oh yeah! So I right. just threw some of that in here. Still delicious, but you, you know, gotta go on. It's, it's, out of my norm but uh man i am i am so thrilled we are oh my god we are proud delighted and honored to have you brother uh, steven welcome to the world of coffee i even if you don't like it <laughs> i know welcome anyway i saved it for the show i what, what i am afraid of is it's not scalding hot but i honestly don't want it to be i'm not i'm not mm-hmm. super into that yeah. uh so we'll see it's been it's been sitting next to me for a little bit here so we can get into the show but i yeah. wanted to have my very first sip on the show oh my god so With let me. me tell you what i got i got a a short which is the tiniest starbucks cup you can get uh, I, did, I did not even know that was an it, option it looks like what we give our our niece aurora uh she gets like her hot chocolate you know because she's like three years old it looks like yeah this is made for like a three-year-old, but I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to waste anything, right? Like like we talked oh, about. Thank you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I looked at uh, part of my thing I realized too with coffees is I obviously just don't like it, but I I, <laughs> I get. But I'm this trying. This is gonna it, go well. But I'm trying it. <laughs> I've been craving it lately, is what I'm saying. I've, wow. I've been smelling yeah. it, and it smells good. And I've been like wondering. I don't know. It just sounds good all of a sudden. It's weird. Have you been having like coffee flavored things like an ice cream no. or confectionery or anything like that? It's more. No, if I smell if I, I go into Starbucks to get Amanda, uh, her chai latte or whatever, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then I smell it and I'm like, oh, just sound. It just smells good now. I don't know. Like, but I haven't had anything. Yeah, that that would get me there. Years ago, you had given me some uh, chocolate covered espresso beans that you had used oh, for like yeah. a road trip. And those were great. Mm-hmm. That surprised me. That I liked him as much. I used him in a oh, yeah, as well. That's just oh. that's just like hardcore coffee bean. That's that, the thing. That right? is the thing. That, that is, is the, the thing. Yeah, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. And that was years ago. Um, I think pre-COVID probably or something. But um, so yeah, I this is my first thing, but I, I don't like coffee that much. So I, I wanted to mask the taste. I'm trying things out. I was reading about what the different things are because I don't know. That's what I was getting to is like I, I get sort of anxiety whenever I'm ordering things at places i don't understand or i've not been there like the back and forth and like the miscommunication and the drive-through like that stuff like really like makes me like irritated uh and yeah. I, so I, I just avoid it partly like i don't like this stuff but also like when i look at their menu i'm like this there's too many options the shorts the milk frothed and steamed and blah blah. i'm just like i don't want to deal with this so amanda walked me through it on her app that was more helpful and uh and what i discovered on there was a, a caramel macchiato 
So okay. it's, uh, yeah. you know, definitely like sugary and it only has like one espresso shot and caramel. So I was like, that sounds cool to me. I feel like this is something that I could get behind. So this is my my choice for uh, for my first. And then maybe we'll see where I go from here if I if I try some lattes or uh, cappuccinos. But I'm curious about it all. So uh, without further ado, you ready for this? 100 percent. All right. Here we go. Steven is taking a sip out of his coffee cup, the tiniest coffee cup you've ever seen. It looks like a ping pong ball. Ping pong ball. <laughs> ping pong ball would dwarf it. Ping pong ball would probably drink out of this. Ping pong ball. Yeah. Is that a title? <laughs> it might be. I'll jot it down. We'll see what happens. Uh, I definitely think I I could have used it warmer, uh, but I did I did want to save it for the show. But um, but it's still warm. It's just not like hot. But um, it's good. It's it's bitter. But it's yeah. it has like a sweetness oh, yeah. to it because of the stuff in it, you know. Yeah. So bitter, oh, so bitter, it's so good. I love it. Uh, when I first started drinking coffee, I would drink coffees like this. It's uh, a little bit like a dessert. That's right. that's how I classify it in my brain for sure. Because uh, primarily, I, I just drink black coffee. But uh, every once in a while, I'll I'll treat myself with a, uh, a sugar filled uh, little coffee like there that. There you go. And uh, I mean, it, it is a nice flavor profile. Um, you just kind of have to know what you're getting into if, if you are me, if you're a, a, a black coffee drinker. Right. Um, I think that's too much uh, for me right now. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is just so like super sweet. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm intrigued by the uh, the caffeine for this, like how oh that'll affect me. Um, yeah. I, I don't well, drink know, coffee ever, you know, I don't even know. Yeah. But you normally drink uh, Coca-Cola heavies, right? So Yeah. And I do Coca-Cola heavy, so yeah uh, through the nose <laughs> i meant to say coke this is already getting to my brain <laughs> um, you know those like crazy straws <laughs> yeah. or whatever you have that like loop through your nose so it, it almost just like passes through your brain i never inhaled all right the crazy yeah, straw right. went right back out absolutely Can you imagine threading a crazy straw through your nose like that oh my god it's like when people like pass a string through their Ooh, nasal like canal and they, they, seen that? they like oh my god nah, i don't want to see that i don't no. want to see any of those bad news no nah, that food you can waste just just right. call it a day yeah uh but yeah i'm i'm as you see it i'm still sipping on this it's it's good yeah. it's uh i feel like i could try this other place like i could try this again this one's this one's working for me uh that's lovely i'm so glad that you tried this i'm so glad that you saved this to try this on the podcast and with me, you know, very I did important. It. I know I, I had to have you involved. You know, you're the one that's gotten me to reconsider. Maybe I should reconsider because you did with coffee like you didn't drink coffee before. Right. Yeah. It was probably in uh, 2018 when I, I really started getting into it. And uh, now I'm just uh, addicted to it. I just I, I can't give it up. It's I crazy. Give it up. Yeah. You change um, so much. And I'm like, man, maybe I'm missing out, you know. Oh, I mean, it's it's great. You'll. You kind of give yourself a, a pass to be a real bitch if you don't have your coffee. You know? <laughs> I do like that. I do like that aspect. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I want to be part of that club, you know, where <laughs> right. say, well, yeah. I didn't have my coffee yet. Don't talk to me. Yeah. And then maybe if I don't like it, I'm just like, I never have it. And they're like, well, Stephen, you can't use that excuse. And I'm like, fuck you. I haven't yeah. had it yet. You know, and then it just goes in a cycle like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't like coffee, you could say I haven't had my coffee right. yet because that's normally where I take out my anger because I'm like, oh, I did this to myself again. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to keep sipping on this throughout the show. I'll let you know as mm. I uh, as I finish it, what I what I think, I guess, if I keep going okay. with it. But so far, so good, man. I think coffee. the 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 steaming hot coffee mm. uh, only works for me in that like 
I, I like to, to get it real hot and let it cool down, like in my, mm-hmm. my coffee mug in the morning. I'll, I'll brew it first thing in the morning, maybe take a quick sip out of it, uh, and then let it sit there. I'll go like take a shower, get ready for work, and then come back. Gotcha. And maybe like, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Let it cool down, you know, with the, the lid off, just so it's it's still pretty warm, mm. but um, not as insanely hot. I don't, I, I don't need it to burn my tonsils, you know? Unless we're not supposed to have tonsils. I don't want to get those fuckers out of here. Yeah, I haven't had, my, haven't had my coffee yet. I don't want them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought like letting this sit for a little bit would, you know, was okay. Cause it was not going to be steaming hot, but, uh, like I said, I could use a little bit more, but I'd be intrigued as I try it different ways as well. I, I am intrigued by iced coffees also, but yeah. I, I wanted something hot. And then I got to say too, beautiful day. I went out to Starbucks to get this. It's like overcast and kind of misty. The it's been really hot here, like in the eighties. So it got down to like 60 something again. I was like, oh, this is the perfect morning right now for me to try coffee like out of the days it's been um it's a little bit a little bit like uh knives out weather if you will and uh i feel (laughs) like it deserves a coffee so there there we go it's nice and beachy you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the perfect time to uh, start a murder um i don't know if you are aware of the starbucks logo and what that represents have you looked into this the mermaid yeah that's grabbing her tail yeah split splitting her her legs yeah have we talked about this before? i don't know that we've talked about it i don't think so um there is uh it's based on like an old-timey logo uh here just so you can so we're looking at the same thing i'm uh-huh. gonna uh, send you this this image and uh we'll, we'll post this to our social media accounts as well but it's yeah it's a a mermaid it, my thought when i first saw it was just like oh she's got her arms holding up like two things or she's oh, got her right. arms around like a couple pillars or whatever it's like zoomed no, in now yeah yeah but it's like she's got two like think of the little mermaid and instead of like one <laughs> body that funnels down into one tail it's like each of ariel's legs are also like mermaid yeah that's bottom halves essentially <laughs> it freaks me out more to think of it that way but yes you're right yeah. <laughs> and then the mermaid is like splitting her tail right. like pulling up her her legs uh-huh. and showing her coos or whatever you can't see the coos right let me let me let me check let me check you zooming in computer enhance you can see some some saggy titties there on that original logo though uh which is yes. fun yeah uh you don't see that on the the current version but you do see the the evolution of the the starbucks logo where it was it looks like one of those old um renaissance era illustrations mm-hmm. maybe uh and then it got adapted to a, a more it's been corporatized I- iconographic right. version mm-hmm. of it but you can still see she's like splitting her legs she's got a belly button and when everything you, then eventually you know, they like zoomed in yeah when you know you mm-hmm. know that zoom in doesn't hide anything it's like i no. know what's below that circle mm-hmm. Puss. <laughs> it's uh interesting though uh like their history and stuff and how that's uh how that's allowed in america you know i think that's pornographic i think we should get rid of it obviously mm-hmm. um yeah. it's uh it's against white people probably and it's oh woke that's we, we can't have that so you you're know? right i'm gonna throw this coffee in the trash you're right we should mm-hmm. boycott starbucks Start you're gonna here. wrap it in a, an american flag and burn it wait <laughs> i don't know which is that good uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna some- go with yes Cause okay because we're patriots right so either right. way whatever we do is patriotic Pretty yeah sure if you just say it 
Right. If you say you're a patriot, you are one. <laughs> and make sure you have at least 11 bumper stickers <laughs> stating as such. Calvin can only be ping on up to two of them. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's on the bylines, you know. That's good to know. But Hobbs can jack off on three of them. So that's. Oh, okay, cool. That's the rub. Get it? <laughs> uh, get you some tiger rub, you know? Throw oh, that on there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. Is that a episode title? Well, that's Maybe the rub. Not. <laughs> tiger rub. You know what? Maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows, man? Know. At this point, um, at this point, I feel like the coffee's a little, it's getting to my brain, getting to my body. I feel yeah. like a little okay. tingly. Okay. Okay. It's working. And see, is it feeling go. good? Yeah. I have to poop all of a sudden. What's up? Oh, it's <laughs> definitely working. Yeah. Oh, great, great, great. <laughs> I've heard of that. That would be intriguing to me as well. That's part of the experiment. We'll see. But uh, yeah, man, what a, what a, just a weird time we're having right now. What do you say uh, we're doing it? I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where today we're going to do a pop, pop culture catch-up. Oh my god, I'm excited so much to. pop culture to catch up on, Stephen. So okay. much. I'm drinking this uh, coffee, going to get me through it. It's going to be amazing. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to look up at you and your eyes are going to just roll back in your head. <laughs> I'm going to be like, it's not good. It's not for me. No, it is. It's good. I thought it's it was so just good. like the, the caffeine. Really, oh, like, right. Hitting it's you, to my veins. You know? yeah. I'm curious, so yeah. I do drink Coca-Cola a lot. And yeah. I don't know the ca- caffeine content versus coffee, but that's part of my thing is uh, I-, I need to stop drinking so much Coke. I need to stop drinking Coke at all, but I need to stop mm-hmm. drinking so much. And I've done a little bit better with that, but I figured I do like the caffeine and sometimes I need it for work because uh, mm-hmm. I've been, had some like really early shifts lately. And so I was like, I need something to replace that kind of and help me kind of wean off the, the Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. if I it, coffee sounded good, I was like, maybe it'll help. So this is like yeah. the impetus of why I tried it right now. So we're going to mm-hmm. keep that going during the show. But uh, yeah, we just got a lot of random stuff to get to today. So uh, what do you got today? I'd Brent? love it. I'd love it if on next Tuesday's episode, you're like, so I brought an espresso. Right. And uh, <laughs> like, wow, you I went, went hard, hard, hard into it. <laughs> Uh, this is George Clooney. He said he doesn't want to be on mic, but he does say hello. Oh, uh, yes. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, who knows, man? Maybe I'll, I'll really up the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't know. It's, it's, I look forward to the adventure from here on out. We'll it's, see. uh, it's going to be wild. It's, it, you know, this is something that I felt happened to me later in life is when uh-huh. I glommed on to coffee. It's not really anything that any of my close family got into. Okay. It was just something that I kind of discovered on my own and uh, my, my wife got into it after that so mm-hmm. i think after you hit a certain age your 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 brain kicks over to like right uh i guess let's try coffee now let's it feels like I, i'm sad in the the rest of my life so let's try something <laughs> different <see if> that, <laughs> maybe this will make me happy <laughs> <laughs> if not there's always hookers and blow you know Do you want to um, write a country you, song with me, by the way, called Coffee Hookers and Blow? Because I feel oh like we could, we could really rock that out, but I don't know any other kind of genre that would accept that. Of course. Yeah, we'll just sample some Nine Inch Nails, throw that in oh, there. It's perfect. a guaranteed hit. Okay, you know? good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe throw some, uh, fucking, throw some Rammstein in there as well. Ooh. Who knows? Yeah. I was going to say. We are very honored to have this American country music award. It has been a lifelong dream of ours to have this. Do do has do has mesh? Evidently not, because we got the award. Thank you to the academy. Okay, bye. Combust into flames and bats. 
I believe that. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be badass for the CMTs. <laughs> yeah. CMTs, CMAs. I don't know. Con- yeah, I guess country music. The GMAs, board. the Good Morning Americas. What is happening? It's the, it's the CMAs on CMT. That's what it is. Yeah. Coming up next, Lil Nas X featuring Rammstein, featuring Big and Rich. <laughs> I. Uh, what's sad is I feel like that could really work. <laughs> I mean, why not? At you know? this point. I'm like, I especially, not as sad even, I, I just believe that he could pull it off. You know? Uh, who Who's that? Little Nas. Oh, yeah, yeah. That he mm-hmm. could pull off that sound because he did it before, yeah. you know? so Might as well. Just fucking, just, this is the best part of music award shows is just having all the different performers from different genres coming together and, and doing like a, uh, a one-time performance of something. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know, that Metallica featuring Lady Gaga performance it was kind of just okay but i like the idea that it exists you know that's kind of cool i don't remember that but that's yeah. cool mm-hmm. what's that from do you remember was it a uh, grammys uh super bowl yeah i think i think so <laughs> it was both yeah the, the grammy super bowl party <laughs> lady gaga ripped uh james hetfield's shirt off and uh, exposed his titties and uh <laughs> cbs got fined for it <laughs> It was wild. It was wild. Yeah, I think it was a Grammys performance. I do like when that happens, though. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Those, yeah, those ma- it's, it's I like fun. mashups in general. So when they do it live, yeah. fuck it, do it live. <laughs> like fucking uh, Bill O'Reilly said. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Sample that, Lil Nas X. Throw that in the song. You know? He would make it work. Yeah, it would sound good. He good. He look good. Uh, all right, what do you got going on today, man? Well, uh, you said there was something uh, via text message that you wanted to discuss today. It was uh, a, a a short little video. Indeed, on you YouTube. Talk about that. Uh, was this an official thing for no. Stream Six? I think this is just uh, as far as I can tell. There's not much from this guy. This was a. Uh, it says Stream Six on there. It should just say Stream or Ghostface though. But I stumbled upon this through YouTube that there's this Stream anime short by David Liu, and um, when I looked up his um page like he only has like six or seven videos and they have nothing to do with this so i think he's either like a student or maybe you know just kind of putting it out there as like his own thing but uh Mm -hmm. it's gotten some traction it has like over a hundred thousand views now but um it was fucking awesome i I was like man scream and anime like uh, i've been still trying to work my way into anime a little bit Uh, Mm -hmm. it's still not my jam as much but i do like the idea I, i like the style of it a lot it's just sometimes like watching a bunch of it is a little jarring to me. It's a little much, but mm. I love Scream so much. And then uh, this thing is so cool. So I, I said it to you mm. uh, late at night last night. I was like, oh, by the way, I found this fucking thing and it's amazing. And it's only like a minute mm. long, but it's yeah. just like this girl gets attacked. She gets like a phone call and gets attacked by Ghostface. And then he just fucking like runs around like the way he like jumps at her and shit is mm-hmm. like you were saying like his uh his robes are like tattered and shit it just looks fucking yeah. cool and i was like i want a whole show of this this yeah. would be fantastic so it would be awesome to have just like you know how they have those star wars anime specials or whatever mm. on disney plus uh um, totally like that I would, right i would love to see like a slasher anime like go through I never all knew the big it. slashers oh, just dude. just get these different anime studios michael freddie jason damn that'd be um, cool yeah do like yeah, an episode each it's just neat i just want like because the, it, it feels like the horror community is very like inclusive and supportive and also appreciative of the the filmmakers so i think if like you could somehow get shutter to like put together a thing it's like okay 
here's what we're going to do. Right. We're going to take all of your favorite slashers. We're going to put them in one little project. Okay. It's going to be a one-time thing, but it's going to be fucking awesome. And you have like, it could be a live action movie. It could be like animation or whatever. Like just, just something to where you see all these characters on screen together would be awesome. I just, you know, I just want to have a good time with my slasher friends. That's all. That's all. That's all you want to do. You know, right? have them like kill a bunch of people, and then get together, have some brewskis after the fact. Right. You know? <laughs> kind of recap everything. Michael won't shut up. You know, yeah. he, he's kind of like he's uh, a little bit like Kevin Smith's Silent Bob. Right like, on camera. When he's on he's the job, <laughs> he does it. He does it talk, but then after the fact. You know, and he, when he speaks, though, fun. it's really poignant, you know? It so is, it's yeah. Nice. It's nice. Oh, my God, he's so funny. It, you would he's never a, expect that. He's a fucking joker, dude. <laughs> not the joker. And, he's not there, but, you know. And Freddy, the jokes uh -huh. are all an act. He's actually quite serious. A bookworm, he's, actually. He, yeah, he's very well studied. You right. know, it's, it's like um, Brendan Fraser in Encino Man. Mm. Like, he's funny in that movie, but, like, you hear some behind-the-scenes stories, and he was, like, really in-depth about... What is his character? Right. Like, where does he come from? What's his backstory? All this stuff. Just getting real in depth, and that's that's Freddie's approach to it. And it's um, smart. Like, I think we can all agree. You know, it, it works for him. You know, that's that's my mm -hmm. point. But uh, yeah, watching this, uh, like you said, even with anime is just like a style uh, for this for this style of animation. Like using that with all these different characters, that would be fucking fantastic. But I also watched this, and I was like, I realized, I guess that. Uh, Scream would be so easy to do spinoffs, and I don't know that I necessarily ever wanted them before. Like, I, they don't intrigue me as, uh, you know, the part of the movie f franchise. Like, oh, we're going to have, like, a new character over here or whatever. They're kind of mm -hmm. doing it now without Sydney, but there's obviously, like, they're related to Woodsboro, and it's, like, even related more than that, and they, they have those family ties and stuff. But I was like, honestly... Anybody around the world could have just heard about these fucking teenagers who put on a Halloween mask and then stalked some friends of theirs by phone calls, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, that mm -hmm. could be like, that could literally just happen in Korea or Japan. And like someone mm -hmm. just puts on the mask and then attacks them. Like I could totally just go Ooh. like completely new characters, anime spinoff. There's just a ghost face, you know, mm -hmm. just being like idolizing those people and pulling them off themselves. And I would watch that. Yeah. You know how there was an, an American remake of the ring and the grudge. Yeah. I, I wonder if they do that over in Korea with the Scream movies to where they, they remake it, but with their own cast. Like, the, you, you still have the, the iconic right. like, ghost face image, but That'd it's be been, like, licensed over there, and, and they kind of do their own thing with it. Do they steal our, our stuff like we steal from them? Is that... I, I think they come up with the good I ideas mean, and we steal those, but does it go the other way? <laughs> well, it's like the, the Japanese Spider-Man. They kind of licensed the image, but they did their whole, like, own different approach. Right. To it. Like, he, he had a, like, lion Megazord that he would ride. His powers are magic-based. He would kill people. <laughs> There's, like, no Uncle Ben, Aunt May. It was just, like, his powers are magical in nature. So it was just, like, totally different, but it's, like... It, he looks like Spider-Man with a thing on his wrist, but, you know, it could be. What if that's like you watch a Korean screen movie and Ghostface has like an eagle Megazord or some <laughs> shit? <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking cool. Isn't there like a transformer that turns into a gun? Could, could, they, could he turn into like a giant knife or something? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Megatron shows up, right. turns into a gun. <laughs> And so he's like, he's like, uh, forty feet tall, turns into a gun that fits in Ghostface's hand. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. 
but this was cool. So David Liu, um, yeah. Oh, uh, I guess we could put a link to that too. But um, it's like this this Scream Six anime project, whatever, and it was rad, and it made me want more. So it was neat. And I'm Hell glad you yeah, liked I'll, it. I'll throw a link in the uh, the show notes of this oh, uh, this episode. So uh, yeah, there yeah, we go. Awesome. Need to check it out. Like you said, about a minute long. Uh, pretty easy to get in and out, and right. uh, leaves you wanting more, which is a, a good thing for a. A project like this like he's not officially affiliated with scream as far as we could tell mm-hmm. but you know it's like a, a cool little like side thing he got to do and when the next movie comes out scream 7 he could just like change the scream 6 logo to the scream 7 logo man he's got, got a new it. one you know yep easy you also made me think that if if ghostface if this wasn't a spinoff if it wasn't a different ghostface but it was one from the states and he traveled there you could have ghostface on the plane Oh you know, my you can god! Have like an in-between sequel, like a, a branching. Hey, why is this a spinoff? And it's like he's just on yeah. vacation, but he can't get rid of his old ways. He still has a cell phone. There's still a pretty lady over there. I want to kill. You know, not he wants to yeah. kill. I'm not Ghostface. Oh, interesting. What a twist! Is this the plot for Scream Eight? Uh, uh, we do <laughs> two podcasters. Okay. okay. <laughs> One cup. Wait, what? <laughs> Scream 8 is, yeah, it could really go off the rails. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it could be like Scream 8, like A-T-E, and it could uh, have a restaurant theme, which would make sense oh, for, I like for you as, as as a killer, right? Right. Yeah. And he... Is that like Ghostface is showing up with like a charcuterie board? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to branch out. Yeah. Hello, Sydney. You want to try the... Bruschetta. I've got some, it's some oil, olive oil in the back. Hey, Kenny, Kenny, do we have the spices? We're out of the spices, but we do have the olive oil. Hmm. It's pretty good. Do you have any figs? God damn it. <laughs> I'm going back to the killing. Look, I'll, uh, I'll get my manager. Hold on. Hey, how's it going? I'm Mike Myers. Hey, I'm so glad y'all can come out today. Hey, man. Hey, 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 you know what? Hey, man. Hey, hey, man. You guys like adult humor? Hey, hold on. Hey, 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 hey. And then he like goes on for 18 minutes, just like talking about all this. Like he, he, he does like a, a he runs on a uh, uh, an aristocrat's joke. He just goes on forever. <laughs> the whole family sucking and fucking each other. And then the the, the little brother stabbed his sister in the tits. The yeah. end. The aristocrats. No, 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 no. Jazz hands. <laughs> Michael Myers is funny. My favorite comedian. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. All right. What else you got? Uh, well, Stephen, yes. I've got a lot here. I, I I would like to to end my my segment toward the end of this episode with my March movie trilogy discussion. Oh, that's right. I've been I've been doing this throughout I love uh, those. this year. And uh, before I get to all that, I do want to follow up on. Um, I, I think it was like a few episodes back I had mentioned, uh, oh no, I think it was like last month, the Before Trilogy by Richard Linklater. Oh, right, uh-huh. So uh, I mentioned that on that episode, and our friend, uh, past and future guest, Liz Wilson, had reached out to me and said that he did this different movie, came out in 2001, called Waking Life. Oh, yeah. And you're familiar with uh-huh. this? Have you seen it before? No, but I know his, I just know his work a lot, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like a... Um, like animated, but it's like they they rotoscoped right. the animation over like actual live over actors. Live action, yeah, footage. Yes, and uh, the reason she had mentioned it to me is because uh, 
our friends from the Before Trilogy have a scene in this movie. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Oh my god, Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke are back. They're they're in a, a scene, and uh, that's it, it was great to to see them again. Just like I, I just want to spend time with those characters. You know, I love that. So fucking good. They're wonderful. Um, the the movie itself was just okay. Like right I, I found the animation style a little bit annoying. Um, it looked like it, it just, would be hard to watch a full feature of it. Maybe yes, yeah. yeah. It, it seems like it it could have been a short film, but it, it does kind of meander a little bit to me. Um, it's a, about this this kid who uh, falls asleep and and can't escape his his dreams. He ends up having these uh these dreams about or he's kind of like a direct participant in seeing conversations about philosophy mm. um but then also there are sometimes separate conversations that he's not at all involved in that just kind of take place and it has a, a bunch of different actors most of which i'm unfamiliar with mm. uh or maybe i am i don't know sometimes it's hard to tell with the animations totally yeah um richard linklater is in the movie uh, he's at the, the very end. He's like the last conversation that he has, uh, the, the kid has with anyone. Um, but overall, it was like interesting. There are enough little nuggets in there that made me kind of stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a little bit like somewhat a slice of life movie mixed with kind of just monologues about philosophy and dreaming. And um, it was just OK. But I, I do like that scene with uh, my friends from the Before Trilogy. That oh, that's was, so that was fun. fun. It's like it a really was. Easter egg I missed out on. I didn't even know about. That's amazing. Oh yeah, man! It was it was a delight. I'm I'm all about Richard Richard. <laughs> I'm all about Richard Jack Richard. You mean Richard uh, Richard Linklater? Yes. Uh, Yarry. Um, he. I'm just fascinated by his approach with movie making. I know because he he really plays a long game with it. He really is experimental. He's so interesting also, to me. Uh, if he does get experimental, it's usually like very small stakes stories, which is not a a negative to me. It, right. it is, you know, I, I'm a fan of blockbuster movies, but also I like a, a variety of different storytelling methods and different types of mm-hmm. stories. So these smaller, more intimate looks at people and their relationships and even like philosophy is interesting enough to me. And I uh, appreciate it. Uh, it, or I appreciate his approach to it enough to where mm-hmm. I'm just willing to like give him plenty of grace to do so. So much so that I've also watched his movie from 2014, Boyhood, oh. which is a another movie that takes place over a long amount of time. I can't remember. It's like a decade plus right. over this kid's life. Have you seen this movie? Boyhood I saw, yeah, when it came out. Um, and it was Did like nominated that year. Um, I might have. Wow, it's been okay. a long enough time. I don't remember exactly, but I was I had known about Boyhood. When did he? Because that movie was filmed. It came out in 2014, but they started filming in 2002. Because I was a fan of the Before series, I knew about him filming Boyhood since like 2004. Because he filmed it oh, over those yeah. years, so I had been waiting like a decade for that movie to come oh, out. Oh, nice! But he only like he would just mentioned it here and there, like oh they're filming more of his of this ongoing project. Like he has such interesting ideas with his his art like he's so different than so many other people directing he's got like this indie quality like these slice of life simple movies but then he has these grand visions and it's so cool so uh i loved i loved boyhood i liked how it shaped up but um yeah it's kind of it's kind of different too than most so what did you think of it how did it play out for you uh i i liked it i really um it i had heard that it is a little bit like 
uh, meandery and it doesn't right. really have a a solid through line but it is one of these slice of life type of um movies where i was just kind of going with it plus mm-hmm. i'd seen the before trilogy anyway right and, oh sorry oh did you get it sorry i had a yeah sorry i had a alert that was weird hmm. uh sorry you keep going. Uh, anyway yeah um so it 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 I guess it kind of meanders, but like that's kind of what I'm showing up to his movies for. Yeah, right. Know? Yeah, I I'm all about that slice of life stuff. I I really enjoy it. It's it's interesting to see these relationships, and especially seeing Ethan Hawke in another yeah Richard Linklater movie where um, <laughs> he, he so plays easy a to different. Say. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> he keeps it simple. Uh, to to see him in a, another movie where he's it's like the same guy but it's not it's almost like an right. alternate universe version that's fun of this guy or you know uh more appropriately it's like an actor playing a different role i guess is the thing but yeah. you know it's like i don't know whatever the fucking case um i, I love ethan hawk in this movie he's like a, a dad that's a little bit he's like a recovering deadbeat in a way mm-hmm. uh but he's he still seems like he's there I, I like Patricia Arquette a lot. She's the the mother. They had since separated or divorced or whatever. And you see them, you see like them and the boy, the titular boy in the boyhood, and then his sister, mm-hmm. which I guess is uh, Linklater's daughter. Lorelai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, she's in this movie a lot. I yeah. feel like she, why is it boyhood and not just like mm. kids or something? I know kids is a different movie, but you know, it's like. Right, right, right. I don't know. I don't know. Kidhood. I, I thought it was interesting. Kidhood. Yeah. Kidhood Welcome sounds like kid a kidhood <laughs> nephew. Kidhood sounds like a 1993 like universal movie made with like free willy money. You know, they're like kidhood. Yeah. Free willy. No, willy expensive. Um, but, but it, like overall, it was just interesting to see all these different changes. At a, at a certain point, Patri- uh, Patricia Arquette uh, marries a new guy. Mm-hmm. He becomes oh, abusive, right. and that is so hard to fucking watch, man. Because you really like, bond with these characters, and um, yeah, that was the that story was takes some twists. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. yeah, it really does. Like, and then her like next boyfriend is she, she becomes a, a teacher and not to like spoil the, the movie or whatever but uh it's primarily about relationships right. anyway so it's not like any pivotal you can't really point, spoil it yeah it's not about the plot it's about the people of almost yeah, right but su- such a, a, a worthy journey to go on with, right. with these characters but she eventually like becomes a teacher and dates one of her students and they they get married and that student is uh, a VR trooper. I don't know if you're familiar oh. with the VR troopers. <laughs> yeah, I remember the VR troopers. But I, I recognized him immediately. Oh, my I was God. Like, oh, shit. It's him. It's wow. uh, Ryan. Ryan. I think. I don't know his last name. But uh, yeah. Anyway. But you'd be friends with uh, him if so, you met him. Yeah. Not in this amazing. movie, though. He Spoilers. No, he turns out to be a real shitbag. Not a good. Yeah. I haven't but, seen um, it since it came out. Probably. I think I've seen it once. I've well, definitely seen it once. I might have seen it twice. Mm-hmm. But uh um, but yeah, he's, it's such an interesting idea, like showing a movie growing up with kids, you know, as they're, mm-hmm. uh, actually filming it over years. It's so fascinating. Um, he has such an interesting filmography. He, there's another animated one like that same kind of thing called the scanner darkly with, uh, Keanu yes. Reeves. Um, I, I also have not seen, AQ. um, Oh, you haven't seen it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, sorry. Did you say you've seen that one? No, I added it to my queue. Oh, okay. Right. Um, be, because I guess like, uh, 
Waking Life was a, a bit of a trial run for the mm. animation style in A Scanner Darkly. That makes sense. And I know uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s in that one, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Wow, Woody Harrelson, yeah. Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. Rory Cochran. I like that dude. Um, yeah. So that's that sounds. Uh, so many of his stuff. So much of his stuff sounds rad, and the stuff I have seen, I really mm-hmm. like. But uh, it's, yeah. he weirdly is a director that I admire so much, and I just haven't, you know, really gotten into his full filmography. And mm-hmm. uh, but I, I want to watch all of it because it's always surprising and cool. And he's doing another movie over time right now called Merrily We Roll Along. That is going to start filming yeah. and will end approximately around 2039 into filming. I had heard that it had already started filming, it looks like, but yeah. they, had to, they had to refilm some scenes because one of the actors in the movie uh, got canceled. So oh, interesting. They, they reshot some some footage, which is certainly a concern. Uh, should have been a concern always, but, you know, especially in these troubled times, uh, you, you got to make sure everyone's, you know, Keeping their their hands to oh, themselves man. and whatnot. <laughs> it's Blake. Mm-hmm. I was like, who's the guy? It's Blake Jenner, is his name, and oh. he is in another Linklater movie that I like a lot called Everybody Wants Some. He's like the lead in that one. Oh, but it was his yeah. his he had domestic abuse uh, allegations made by Melissa Bonoist, his ex wife. I didn't realize they were yeah. married. As interesting uh well fun so that's the real problem he's going to come across filming a movie over 20 years in hollywood is like it's going to turn into a movie about how everybody on that list got canceled i think just because (laughs) it seems to happen a lot uh yeah he's gonna like go up to a podium it's like look uh, all my movies are just filled with women from this point forward i just i I can't risk it (laughs) yeah (laughs) for sure man dang well that's cool man and that's uh, not to take away from women we know you can be monsters as well but you know <laughs> you just don't do it as well as us let's just be honest you know it's true um yeah i i like that you've been watching more of his stuff though that's cool and uh I, even though you didn't like it that much i'm still also curious i've also kind of never watched waking life because i figured it would be a little jarring to watch that animation style that long mm-hmm. but it's one i'm intrigued by so uh, eventually i'll get to it as well there's a scene in Waking Life where a guy is because it like jumps to different like people or whatever, just like unconnected from any type of main plot. It's just you you get introduced to these new characters in brand new scenes. And then that's it. That's the last time. Mm. First and only time you see them. There's a, a, a one point where this guy is driving in this car down this city street and he's got he's yelling into a microphone. He's got these two bullhorns on top of his car and he's just like spitting out this political rhetoric or whatever. I'm just like, Oh, this guy sucks. And then I saw in the credits and I verified it via Wikipedia uh-huh. that it is accurate. It's Alex fucking Jones. What? He's in this link later movie and he's just like, yeah, how weird. Just, yeah. But this is from 2001. From an, this is before yeah. he was going off about the frogs being gay. So, uh, he was on his way. But he was on his way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, oh, boy, that was that part of it is is haunting to see. But right. he also seems like a fucking lunatic. So it's not like it paints him out to be like some savior. He plays humanity. He, he really does seem like a shit bag. And it's just like, oh, OK, yeah. No, this tracks, this <laughs> right. tracks to me. It's like I never want to hear his voice. But if he is in it, at least he's playing it accurately. You know? Yeah. One hundred. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Man. Intriguing. Um all right, so uh, I I wonder if you also might be able to um, to to know about this guy I'm going to bring up, but um, this is not so much a movie or a, a podcast or or a book or anything like that. But uh, I've been into YouTube lately. My wife and I love okay. YouTube, so we watch a bunch of different random stuff. But 
I've been uh, as as of last week we were, we released uh, on the uh, end of our episode my impromptu song that we wrote from our text messages about the Marshmallow oh, Man. It, it lit up social media. Oh, like I thank it, you. It posted. I posted that song separately to our <laughs> yeah. Instagram, and people just love it. Stephen, you you did a tremendous job. I so. appreciate that. I uh, yeah. I had fun with it. I've been I've been trying to get back into music more. It's been really fun for me. It's like been a, a fun. I told Amanda she'll be like, hey, what are you doing? Like she'll be on her way home and call me, and I'll be like, I'm I'm doing my creative time. Uh, I'm just in the back doing creative time. Definitely not jerking off. I'm uh, definitely doing creative time. It sounds like such a like well, a, depending on how you do it. Right. You well, know, yeah. Still counts. You can be creative yeah. with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, it is a form of painting. It's like Jackson Pollock's desk. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but um, I've been trying to do more music because it's just my creative time and it's fun. And uh, so I did that Marshmallow Man song. And then that was like, it's not that great. And I'm not that great of a singer, but I, that was my best recording and production basically to date of any of my songs in my little home studio here. But I've been really curious about recording studios and that process, uh, you know, producers and mixing, all that kind of stuff. So on, you know, as I usually do, I went to YouTube to find tutorials on things or like, you know, the best microphones to use, that kind of stuff, whatever. And it led me down this rabbit hole where I found this guy uh, named Butch Vig. He's a producer. You know this name? Yeah. I thought you might. uh Nirvana's Nevermind. Exactly. The drummer for Garbage. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I did not know this man's name until like a week ago. And I have gone <laughs> down. I've seen I've seen like six or seven hours of footage of interviews with him now. He is He's great. fascinating to me. He's such a cool guy. He seems super down to earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found him, yeah, uh, at first because I was watching these recording videos. And I he was on some documentary about the making of Nevermind or just Nirvana. Yeah. And he goes through, like in the mixing board, he shows like what they recorded. And he'll, he'll isolate Kurt's vocals, which are so oh fucking haunting. So awesome. And it's so cool. And then uh, I found there's a, a guy online on, on YouTube who's pretty popular. Um, his channel is called Rick Beto. Uh, but he does uh, like music reviews, uh, but he's been a producer and musician for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, he interviewed Butch Vig for like an hour and a half. And I, it's this amazing wow. long form interview where he gets to break down a lot of stuff. And I like you said, uh, you know, you knew who he who he was. He had done these things. I never knew. He uh, basically made his name by doing Smashing Pumpkins Gish in 1991, right before Smells Like Teen Spirit came out on uh uh, the Nevermind album that he did. And then he also hmm. did Siamese Dream from Smashing Pumpkins, which was there. It has like Today and um, like all their, the, all the big songs that like came out that like made them huge, whatever. He recorded those. Mm-hmm. And I realized like he's like the sound of the 90s that I knew so well. I didn't know like it came from him. And mm-hmm. then I was watching more videos and it was like revealed to me that he was like, oh, by the way, he also is the drummer and founder of Garbage. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. This guy uh-huh. is amazing. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's been new to me, but it's been fascinating. There's so much content. He's so open about his process and uh, about how they record things. And uh, But, yeah, it's been really cool. So he's the main one I wanted to mention. I've been watching a lot of other uh, YouTube videos and stuff about recording, but uh, he's been so fascinating. So check out Butch, Butch Vig. I, I don't know what else I can find about him, but I will read books about mm-hmm. him. I'm so intrigued by his process. So Yeah, and he's like... He he knows like in depth knowledge about recording like like you said on that documentary because I've seen that as well where he like is at the mixing board he's isolating different parts of the vocals sometimes he like has a doubled up vocal right. and he'll drop out one of those so you can hear like the original way it was sung and whatnot it's just fascinating stuff and it seems like a fascinating dude he's right. experienced a lot 
He's done a lot of remixes uh, back in the day. I haven't heard any of them yet. He mentioned that, yeah. Uh, he, did, he did one for Limp Bizkit uh, oh, yeah. a long time ago. Uh, that was fun. Um, I don't know. He, he just seems like pure music, like music right. made form. Um, and he, he works like kind of both sides of the of that equation like he's he, he's he works in a production capacity but mm-hmm. also a recording capacity and then also a live performance capacity when he would play with garbage yeah so, it was fascinating to me i never knew yeah he did all these things cool. like he, he talked about in one of the interviews about he's always he always has like two or three bands going like he's always just jamming with friends sort of thing and that's his, his mm-hmm. main it's his creative time you know yeah, uh, mm-hmm. his jerking off time, you know. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so he he it's, it's the jot, you know, <laughs> yeah. the J O T jerking off time. <laughs> he loves jotting. Um, yeah, but he jot uh, this down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the inkwell bucket. <laughs> he, He's gummed uh, up. We gotta we gotta get some turpentine <laughs> or something. But not a black light. Stay away from this Do desk. Not. Do not. No, it's going to look like a fucking crime scene in here. But yeah, he was talking about he produced these albums that are like some of the biggest albums of all time. Mainly Nevermind that he like recorded this album and engineered stuff. And then uh, it was like a side project he was working on with some friends uh, that created garbage. And he it was like just something he was like, I was burnt out on production because I after that came out, he was so fucking busy. He was like one of the Mm -hmm. main people in the country or the world that people wanted to work with. And he did a ton of albums. And he was like, I had been doing thousands of albums in the 80s before I got big. You know, he'd been producing stuff in a few days for local bands and stuff. And he's like, I was burnt out. I just wanted to do a small side project just to have fun. He starts this band. They invite, I can't remember her name, Shirley Manson, I think is the lead singer of Garbage. Yes. They, mm-hmm. they invite her from another band they saw her and they invite her in and they like become friends. And she like, they make an album, he records it and it fucking takes off. And he's like, we went on 300 touring dates like mm-hmm. for years. And he was like, it was all a mistake. I didn't, I wanted relaxation time and I accidentally created like <laughs> a platinum band, you know, like, yeah, it's crazy. And I didn't, I've, I like garbage. I never really follow them or anything, but when mm-hmm. I listened, I was like, yeah, I think I know a lot bunch of garbage songs. And like it's 10 of them. I'm like, Oh, I know that song. I know that song. Like they're iconic from that era as well. You know? So it was, Steven- it was fascinating. Uh, Arby's has the beef. Garbage <laughs> has the hits. Uh, there are so many fucking hits. Garbage was such like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, okay. I don't own any of their, right. their albums. I haven't listened to them, like gone out of my way to listen to them directly. But after this conversation, I'm like, I need to check out some garbage. Totally. I wonder if they've, they have a, like a greatest hits album or something That'd be like good, that. Yeah. But they were like mega popular when I was growing up. Right, they, right. they had like constant radio there were play. Movies. There were a bunch of movies and TV oh, shows yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. everywhere. And I yeah. had no idea. And he and they're still going. They're recording. He uh, that interview I saw with Rick Beto. He had, um, it was like a week ago, and he was like, "We're in the studio right now for our eighth album together." They had like a small hiatus in like 2005, and I had no idea Garbage was still together. And they're still doing That's stuff. Awesome. They're still touring a little yeah. bit. So, yeah, he was fascinating. Um, like you said, he just seems to live and breathe music. And uh, he's been my favorite so far. Finding people and like trying to get that sound. Like he'll talk about like how did he get dave grohl's drum sound you know and mm-hmm. um and he's like he he hits the drums so fucking hard that it was like mm-hmm. hard to mic them and then like they would go out of tune by the end of a song because he hits them so hard that they would have to like retune yeah. them and like he's like it technically doesn't sound right but that's rock and roll you know and yeah. uh yeah it was cool man so I've, I've been listening to more garbage i've been listening to his albums like i listened to i've never listened to smashing pumpkins gish um i do some songs from it I, but 
I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. Yeah. I, never, I, I don't feel like I've ever heard of that. It didn't sound Ish. familiar to me, but they're good. Mm. Like they sound great. Um, and then he also did one more album I'll mention before I finish off with this is, uh, I really like soul asylum and my favorite album of this, mm. uh, ended up being one of his and it's, it's let your dim light shine. And I just really like those songs. I just always connected with that. I got uh, that album from my, one of my brothers when I was growing up, and I just took off with that. I just liked them a lot. And it's like, there mm-hmm. you go. That's like another iconic I- album for me from the 90s that uh, he was part of. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just rad. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so fascinated with music production because mm-hmm. it seems like there's a version of music production that's very hands-on. Hey, we're, you know, you're a pop star. We're going to essentially write these songs for you. We've got a scratch vocal track that fucking Sia sang. We're going to have you sing that same right. vocal, and then now it's your song, and then we're going to make a shitload of money off of it versus something like a Butch Vig mm-hmm. or, um, you know, any other, like, you know, maybe a rock producer or whatever where you uh, are just, there to help facilitate ideas or ask questions that right. lead to other ideas or whatever, like Rick Rubin or or whatever. My favorite hip hop producer uh, continues to be Timbaland, and mm. I just a couple of weeks ago I was watching interviews with him where he was talking about producing different songs and whatnot with for Timberlake, uh, Timberlake, and um, like Jay Z and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, yeah, it's just there's some people that are just like they have so much right. knowledge that's in their head that they could just like kind of kind of it's like a, a different language right than what we would they make speak, it look you know? easy just, but it's like they yeah. built up all these years of like doing that but that's yeah. it. like it's crazy how fast and well they can do it yeah like when the the camera pans around and you could see they've got this like rack full of um eqs and whatnot and they have all of these tethered cords leading to each other it looks like one of those old-timey um like phone, phone operator right. things yeah <laughs> <laughs> they've got all these different cords plugged in it's just like i don't even know what any of that shit means but i don't have to i just listen to the final yeah, product but so damn they make the hits just, yeah, yeah yeah it's cool though I, yeah I, right on man I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea of like compression and whatnot uh just you know a yeah. bunch of stuff we don't ever uh do on this podcast it makes me realize like oh we should probably put some more effort in here but uh, mm-hmm. I just don't understand those things. I'm trying to like understand the waveforms and all kinds of stuff. But uh, I think overall we've gotten better with our show and how it sounds. Like we used to have those dinky mm-hmm. little microphones, you know. We got these big old big old boys now. Yeah, look at them. BBMs, the BB butt mics. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mike spinoff. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. make some money. Ooh. Hell yeah! Um, all right, what else you got, man? Well, uh, Stephen, I've, uh, let me let me just kind of quickly rattle off a, a couple oh, of please. things uh, before I get to a longer thing. Uh, I recently rewatched Gone Girl, and oh, then I yeah. thought that would pair nicely with a similar feeling movie. So I also watched for the first time Minions: The Rise of Gru from oh. 2022. And these are look, a lot of people are going to be like, <laughs> look, they're basically the same movie. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're fine. They're they're basically you know, Fincher did both. One, is that right? Fincher did both, yeah. <laughs> one CGI animated, the other one is Minions, The Rise of Gru. Uh, no, 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 like, uh, Gone Girl, they had uh, briefly mentioned this in February uh, on the Doughboys, like, Patreon episode. They were talking, it was like Love Month or whatever, so they went with Gone Girl. Oh, amazing. Good choice. <laughs> so I had re I had rewatched it. They had mentioned that, like, oh, it's kind of like a, a black comedy. And I had seen this movie once before, and it just seemed like a dark right. David Fincher movie. So I, I tried to rewatch it this time as a black comedy. And uh, my note to them is, uh, no, it's not. It's just it's like a dark movie. Like some of the stuff they said, oh, it's kind of funny or whatever. It's like, no, it's 
and it's not like the movie is just abjectly humorless or sure m- uh, missing of joy or whatever. I mean, it kind of is, but it's like a dark, like it's a Fincher movie. You know, I already right. said it. So, uh, but I fucking enjoyed the shit out of oh, this. Oh, good. Movie. Okay, I haven't revisited I, I, it. I've been wondering. I I liked it the first time. I mm-hmm. feel like I liked it even more after kind of knowing the twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it uh, it just really worked for me. And uh, I thought, you know, like I I know a. a smattering of our listeners uh female most of them uh do not like ben affleck i'm sorry but he, I, I like him in this movie i know? like him and he's he's a movie star so he's yeah. he's around you know uh mm-hmm. he does his thing so but i think he's pretty good in this uh is it rosamund pike is that her name i was literally typing that that into to remember her name it's it's uh yes rosamund rosamund <laughs> when you say it alone it just sounds like it's not even a word I know it's, it's uh, Rosamund. Yeah, Rosamund. R O S A M U N D. Right, Rosamund. And Pike. her last name is Pike. I love her, yeah. man, and she's phenomenal in this. Like she was so she good. Is. That's what I remembered from it. She was the the highlight. There's yeah. a a look that she gives Ben Affleck at the beginning of the movie, and then also at the end, and just it it could be the same footage reused even, mm-hmm. but just having the context of all everything that happens in between. It changes things tonally just like wild right 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 it, it just seems more sinister yeah uh, she's me, so good but. at playing both ways right like you're you just don't know you can't trust her and like she mm-hmm. oh, she really sells the whole idea like because i think of her generally as a nice person like uh she's in the world's end and uh yeah. she's amazing in that but she, I, I generally think of her as like uh she's like the good girl in movies whatever and this She's not, not always, and it's uh, mm-hmm. she can really play it off though, and I, I just didn't expect it, so that's what really floored me with her. Uh, th- there's these, uh, she does these commercials for some like investing company, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a bank or whatever. It's like one of Crypto. these large places. <laughs> it could mm-hmm. be, yeah. Her and Larry David out there. How could this go wrong? Um, but she speaks in an American accent, so I just thought she was an American. Oh yeah. But no, like after I watched this movie. Rewatched it. I looked her up just to see what other stuff she was in. She's fucking like English or some uh-huh. shit. And I was just like, oh, what? <laughs> she wow. She like really went to bat for Americans. So right. we would be like trusting. Be like, oh, you know, you're not Swiss. You know, we can trust you with your our banking or whatever. Oh, yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Well, and she went to bat for us. Baseball bat, not cricket bat. So we did trust her. That's true. You know, that's true. She really yeah. got in there. Good. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I only really knew that she was British because of the uh, because of the World's End, I guess. Uh, oh, really, that's funny. Yeah. I forgot she was in that movie until until you mentioned it. But, I watch it yeah. all the time, so yeah, I've seen her a bunch. But uh, yeah, she's yeah. she's fantastic in it. She's one of the uh, like new additions to the Conado trilogy with that, and oh, uh, yeah. and I love her in it. Yeah, she's and and Gone Girl, like you said, she's fin- uh, phenomenal. So what about uh, the other ones? Well, well uh, uh, real quick, I forgot Neil Patrick Harris was in oh, this right. movie as well, and he's. He's really good in it. Doogie. Too. I, what? Doogie. How? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Did you know that series is on Disney Plus now? Doogie Hauser. The old one? The old like one, a new, yeah. Isn't there like a new one? Yeah, she's uh, Hawaiian. Right, right, right. Yeah. So she's made of pineapples and... Uh, <laughs> fucking... Uh, what am I trying to say? Canadian bacon. All right. That works. <laughs> I see where you're going. All right. Never mind. Anyway. Anyway, the movie's good. The movie's good. Um, Minions, The Rise of Gru. Mm. Uh, I watched this movie. Uh, I did not like the first Minions movie. And, and this is like separate. from Like the, the Minions movies are flashbacks before 
the Despicable Me movies. Oh, okay. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure you'll eventually find this out uh, when you're um, when I avoid taking it care forever. of your niece and nephew. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, just have, you have blinders on. Ironically, they're like right. it's like a it's Ugh. like an eye shade, but it has uh, Bob Stewart or Kevin's eyeballs in there. That would help. I don't remember which one has the two eyes, but uh, yeah, this movie was uh, better than the first Minions, uh, but it was still kind of just okay. As I was watching it, I was actively forgetting what happened uh-huh. in it, so it was weird. It was just like a vanishing timeline i felt like a goldfish you know where my my memory would just erase the the previous like 10 minutes right. of the movie not a lot to stand um, on there why why did you yeah. go would you was it your choice your wife's her family's well i saw it was on netflix and oh it's not like a theater we, okay yeah we occasionally will like if we're scrolling through the channels or whatever we'll, and we see despicable me one or two playing we'll, we'll throw it on there just as like background noise or whatever so i i do like the the first two despicable me movies i haven't seen the third one I feel like I do need to complete that that trilogy, mm-hmm. but um, you know, this was this was kind of just okay. The the animation was good. I thought the uh, uh, yeah, I thought the animation looked pretty good for what it was. Yeah. but uh, it's you know, it's hard to recommend these movies. You know? I mean, it's just something. I I this is one that I I'm not like they're terrible and you know people are wrong. I'm like I definitely feel like I'm outside of the the pop culture norm on this one. Uh, because they're they're hugely popular but i just i just don't get it like when i watch them i just like this is i don't understand this comedy whenever i've seen any clips of it steven you don't understand banana yep nothing i got nothing banana nope (laughs) yeah mm -mm. okay all right all right hey i tried you know i tried audience i really did try to rope in is it because they're yellow Uh, yeah like a banana um do you know about the gentle minions thing? Mm-mm. When this movie was coming out in theaters, there was uh, kids online, you know, like teenagers or whatever. Uh, they were so hyped for this movie to come out. It, it, it was kind of like this ironic thing that turned into an actual right. thing where they're like, oh, we should get dressed up in tuxedos and go see fucking <laughs> minions, minions, the rise of Gru. And they ended up doing it. So, you, you know, there's like video and like images of kids online dressed up in tuxedos uh, showing up to see minions the rise of Gru. if i don't think i've ever heard an, ex- an example of anything that made me uh more different or afraid of gen z than what you just said right now <laughs> yeah. i truly don't understand mm-hmm. i get like i get dressing up for a, a screen movie i would do that you yeah. know but um yeah I, d- I definitely don't get that for that but that's i'm telling you like i i accept that i'm out of the norm on that one so Look, not everything is for everyone, you know? It, it's okay for it younger generations be. to have different tastes. Maybe they grew up with different stuff, you know? Is it a shame they don't know who Darkwing Duck is? Yeah, f- fucking, yes, of course. Uh, Said it for years. I, I watched a little Gen Z video. It was, like, so annoying I had to turn it off, but it was uh, one of those videos where they, they have, like, eight different kids, and they play them music from the 90s. Oh, and kids react, Kids too. react, and it was, like, mm-hmm. so... They were so annoying to me that i was like i can't stand this anymore but in particular it's because they made me feel really old that's why i was annoyed mm-hmm. by them and they didn't know stuff like uh who the beastie boys were they did mm-hmm. sabotage on on this episode and they were like oh yeah i know this song it's okay and i was like sabotage yeah like i and and they it was so weird to me to be like oh yeah like what 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 would this have been to me and it's like some of them, they were born, you know, like 2010. So they're like, some of those songs are like, you know, 15 years old or 
or more mm-hmm. or whatever in there and i'm like okay yeah like that'd be me that'd be like me getting excited about a song from 1970 and there's a few of them <laughs> yeah. but i didn't do it a ton you mm-hmm. know so i'm like i try to to not be the the old man yelling at the cloud but i i hate clouds and i am yelling at them damn it <laughs> you know <laughs> stephen fisher reacts to fog hat <laughs> it honestly it's yeah. kind of cool like, okay kinda great that's fine i mean yeah, 70s was yeah pretty good music so much big uh, recorded this that's right. <laughs> okay cool love it yeah the 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 kids react videos are i found myself getting annoyed there's one where they were reacting to slipknot videos and i thought i should just scroll past this right there's no good that's going to come from this got, yeah. and i didn't do it and i watched it and there was like one of the eight kids that thought oh yeah this is kind of cool i like this the rest of them were just like bitches what is that <laughs> I don't know what that's. Yeah, I don't listen to that. That's like that's an accurate representation of what that channel mm-hmm. sounded like to me. Yeah, it was a. I watched. Yeah. I think it was like a thirty-minute video or something. Twenty-minute video. I watched maybe a minute and a half, and mm-hmm. I was like, I scrolling through, skipping through some of the other songs. I was like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do it. They're making fun of me. Well, Stephen, you have to keep this in mind that every generation is like this with the generations that have come before it yeah. and then after it. So that this is just. But the, these kids are wrong. This is the circuit. Obviously, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. We're the only ones that are right, and that's the trouble with these kids that's today. What I'm but we just have to hope that we can live long enough to see them get their feelings crushed <laughs> and decimated. That's a good point. <laughs> by two generations after them, so they can look back and be like, Ooh. I don't like this. This is not even a hologram. What is going on with this? When 21 Savage is more like one savage. Would the generation after Gen Z be Gen Double A? I don't know. What's I don't know what they're that? going to do. Maybe they just start naming them after like hurricanes or whatever. <laughs> Gen, Gen Bethany. It's like uh, I guess so. I don't know. Just a bunch of <laughs> bunch of women's names. Yeah. Uh, that could work. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Smash I, the I was patriarchy, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it is what it is. So. Glad you yeah. liked Rise of Gru, though. Sounds like it was a stellar movie. <laughs> it's, it's truly a delight. I hope you had a good time. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I have one. I wonder if you will team up with me on this, if you uh, okay. if you also have listened to this. But I, I listened to a podcast. Um, oh I did God. actually a couple podcasts this week because oh I've been re- Are you okay? I know, I know. We've been rehabbing our front garden beds. So we, oh. whenever we had the fire a few years ago, we weren't that great with it anyway, with the, keeping the plants alive. But once that happened, mm-hmm. we weren't really here. Like we just gave up on them. And then we had like a couple freezes over this last two years. So we basically gotten rid of everything. All to say that mm-hmm. I've been spending a ton of time this last week out in the yard. So I had a lot of time to listen to a lot of things. Music mm. I love Alex Jones. Alex, I I got really mm. into him. Did you know? Because I was in the garden, I met some frogs and they're gay. Yeah, that's a true uh-huh. thing. You got to yeah, watch out like, for them. I couldn't touch them, obviously, because I would turn gay. <laughs> I think that's how it works. <laughs> it's not like you think there's anything wrong with that. It's just like you are, you know, kind of set in your way. I'm already married. That's wife. the only thing yeah. I made my choice. It's, yeah, so mm-hmm. it'd just yeah. be more difficult financial wise, uh-huh. you know for me to give up on that now tax reasons obviously so obviously yeah but yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah so after i listened to some alex jones i listened to uh, a podcast that you had told me about from freddie prince jr that oh that yes. was pretty scary podcast Good. uh you had mentioned this was a new podcast from when i looked it up he has another one i didn't know that uh he quit acting for a while and he was he worked for vince mcmahon and he, in the wrestling stuff so he has like a oh, yeah he's a wrestling podcast as well 
that was popping up more when I was searched for this one. But um, there was like just one episode so far, and they did I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, I can't remember, actually, I don't know if you have it up right now. I can't remember his co-host name. I didn't know him from anything, but he's also uh, in Hollywood. He's like a, uh, a protege of James Wan. So he was interesting yes. to hear as well. Did you end up listening to that episode, though? I did. Yeah, I was. Oh, awesome. uh, as I texted you about it uh, like last week, right. maybe the week before, whenever it was, uh, I had like just started it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got to tell Stephen about this. Oh, perfect. Primarily because I know you kind of go back and forth on whether or not you like that uh, movie. I know what you did last summer. Right. Yeah, in particular. So it's, um, it was a yeah, fascinating I concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I hadn't really, I, I like, I think we talked a little bit about him, uh, through, at least through text that he seems like a good guy. Like I, I knew he was married as Sarah Michelle Geller, and that's fun because of the stuff they were in together in that era. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just fun that they got together like later on sort of, I guess. But, um, yeah. uh, it was cool. I, uh, it's like an hour long. So it was, it was neat. I really like hearing as much as I'm doing recording stuff online. I've been also trying to get back into, filmmaking and watching filmmaking videos or reading books and like re, you know looking at scripts and all that kind of stuff lately i've been talking about so um getting stories from the set and how movies are made has also been really fascinating to me and uh it was cool because i know that movie so well and i know him and and the other cast members so uh to hear him talk about some of the stories on set and like how he didn't get along with the director was fascinating to me yeah uh, he had a better time in the sequel because i had a different director and they had more fun and that was intriguing to me and um, there was like a different actor he had mentioned that was in Clueless. Um, his name is Elton in that movie. But um, the director of this one wanted him really bad, but the studio wanted Freddie Prince because he's really attractive or whatever. So like they didn't get along. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating to know now that I've seen this movie so much. So um, as you said, uh, I know that movie really well and I go back and forth on it. But after I listened to it, Amanda and I ended up watching both of them. I know what you did last summer and I still know last night. And I particularly wanted to watch it because one of the things he mentioned was that the writer of that movie, Kevin Williamson, also writer of Scream, when he was on set for the uh, make or, uh, for the rehearsals for I Know What You Did Last Summer, he told them that he tried to write this in the script for them. But if they wanted a better idea about their characters, that each of them were reacting to the catalyst, the, the killing of someone on the street that they dumped the body of, they're all reacting to it differently. So we watched the movie last night with this in mind where... Uh, Helen, um, Sarah Michelle Geller is fear, and then Barry uh, is anger. Um, guilt is for Freddie Prince Jr. His character feels guilt, and then Julie is penitence. She wants to feel the blame from this. And I was like, man, I've never really noticed that in the movie. But when you rewatch them, especially the sequel, you get all those beats from all those people, and it mm-hmm. made a lot of sense. And I was like, oh, this it kind of elevated it a little bit. And, uh, and that's that when they all come together. They make Captain Planet and <laughs> he fights the fisherman guy. It would have been a better ending. I mean, I like that mm-hmm. movie now, but uh, yeah, it has its faults, but uh, I still dig it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was cool to watch. He, he mentioned how the director was a big fan of Hitchcock and how some of the shots that they're known for in that movie. Um, and, and I know what you did last summer are kind of rips off ripoffs of, of Hitchcock shots. And once mm-hmm. we watched that, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. Like, but it, it is actually shot pretty cool and I, and I like it. So uh, they did a good job. That's a huge blind spot for me is Hitchcock. I, oh, I don't right. know that I've ever seen any Hitchcock movies. Interesting. Like, maybe when we get to uh, October, we could throw like Psycho in the rotation or something like that. If you haven't like seen that, anything, cause... see Psycho. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so did interesting. Did you see the, the Van Sant remake? I've seen it. Yeah. Psycho? Mm-hmm. Isn't it a shot for shot remake? Basically, yeah, yeah. And it's weird. That's um, so strange. I don't understand. Like yeah. So I totally get the idea of you like 
Hitchcock and you're inspired by his shot and art mm -hmm. steals from art. So you recreate that in your own way. That's what the director did for I Know What You Did Last Summer. But Gus Van Sant, which I generally, I mean, he's a well-respected director, I think, for, for mm -hmm. quality cinema. But that's a weird choice. Why do a shot for shot thing? That just feels like a ripoff. Like mm -hmm. you're not doing anything like on your own then. Uh, and, and what a weird choice, but, um, Hey man, Hey man, we, Hey, Hey, Hey man, we're going shot for shot. We're going to the bar, dude. We're going to that little bar, dude. We're Hell doing yeah, shooters. Man. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Line them shits up. Uh, flame it, Dr. Johnny, Pepper, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, John Lee Brody is That's his co-host. dude. Yeah. He works with, uh, James Wan different projects so yeah I, I was uh for the podcast itself i was intrigued um it, i i was surprised it, tell me if you hear this at all i think it's kind of a weird statement but the mm. freddie prince jr surprised me that he's more geeky than i expected he he seems hunky to me oh yeah i didn't realize he's such one, a big Steven. nerd you're you're not wrong. Number one, straight up hunk. You know, right? Absolutely. Who's the who's the catch in that relationship between him and <laughs> Sir Michelle Geller? Just, just just two gorgeous people to this very day right. that have found each other. They they seem to be uh, in a, a great relationship and whatnot. Um, beyond that, yeah, I I had heard that he is a big nerd. I knew primarily because he was uh, he's big into Star Wars. Oh, okay. And he did, did a voice. Oh, you told me something about that. Yeah. Yeah, he he did a voice of one of the characters, right. like canon or canon or something like that mm -hmm. um but like huge into star wars i i didn't realize he was as big of a horror fan until i ran totally. into this and i was like i know a guy who's also huge into horror and has doubts about this particular movie right. so that's when I, I let you know about it but it's so, it's so interesting to hear him talk about that and he had mentioned on that episode as well that i like you said he he wrote for wrestling like uh wwe so or something weird like to that. me i had no idea so he's, he's like got a big like wrestling dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got all of these like deep fandom passions, right. which I fucking love. I love to hear about people talk totally. uh, enthusiastically about the stuff they love. And I, I just thought it was incredible. I, I like his his co-host, John Lee Brody, as well. Like I he seems to be more of the uh, and they say that on the first episode, like he's going to Freddie Prince Jr. is going to talk about like what he thinks about it, whatever mm. that movie is. And then John Lee Brody is going to break down like kind of how they did it. He's right. got, he's, he's the nuts and bolts type of uh, voice on that. It's a good show. dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Have kind of both. Um, yeah. But, I'm sorry. I can't provide that for you. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of us can. Uh, but uh, yeah, what I was getting to is he seemed geekier than I thought. And he talks about how before he was cast that he was a big geek and he was just watching horror movies alone by himself. And like he, he said something about like, uh, yeah, I would like love to watch horror movies with a girl, but I never had a girlfriend. And I was like, man, this is so fascinating. So fucking that dude, weird, man. right? Um, and then we married, right? Like, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, but he surprised me because he sounded to me, this is what I was getting to. He sounded to me like Kevin Smith a little bit, like his podcasts, the kind mm -hmm. of cadence or like the jokes he would make. Um, I was like, you, you're a nerd, like Kevin's a nerd. And I never expected yeah. that from Freddie Prince. So, mm -hmm. uh, that was cool. But, um, I'm, I'm intrigued by more of it. They mentioned a few movies they're going to get to like scream. They would love to, to review, which he admitted was a better film than his, which I was fascinated by. He'd never seen, I know you the last summer. So they watched it for the first time for this. And I thought that mm -hmm. was really cool. But, um, they talked about doing like B movies like killer clowns from outer space. And I was like, Oh, he's got a good pedigree of great horror movies. I'm so fascinated by this. So. 
Yeah, the second episode came out this oh, past cool. week, and it, it was on A Tale of Two Sisters. I was like, what? What is this? Is that just an episode title? No, it's the name of a Korean horror film. Oh, right on it. Had come out, so it's like I'd never heard of this movie, but I do like the variety of topics they're going to cover. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, I appreciate it, and I, that's in my list of regular rotations mm-hmm. going now. So I've got awesome. uh, this, is like the third weekly horror movie podcast I listen to behind Erie International and the Terror Table. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm deep in the thick of it. I'm I'm that's great. anxious for October to get here, even though the weather's going to change, and that's going to make me. It's going to piss me off, but, uh, you know, otherwise the, I, I love the, the spooky stuff. That's awesome. So, yeah. I love that you're times. into it. And then, yeah, yeah. this is a mm-hmm. new, new good podcast going forward. So I think I'm going to check it out again too. They're, they're short enough. I'll probably catch them as the movies they come out with. I like, so, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm glad you recommended it cause it did me really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. Weird, wild stuff. Ooh. Um, let's see. What do I want to do? Steven, I want to talk about a couple of weird, wild stuff. Oh, please. Um, so I, uh, my, uh, I've been, Trying to lean into my movie subscription, mm. movie M-U-B-I. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a, a different streaming app. Um, it's more of a curated, um, artsy type right. of movie streaming platform. And I've watched two movies on there um, uh, that um, I had heard nothing about. Didn't know the actors, directors, right? none of it. It was all brand new. But they were also like uh, writer-director movies. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's let's throw some of this on. I, I have no idea what this could possibly be like. Be I watched like trailers. Yeah, I watched trailers for them like a month ago, mm-hmm. but I couldn't quite remember what they were. I want to start with this this first one, and I want to be clear. This is Brent the Brown one saying this. <laughs> I watched a 2021 movie called The Sleeping Negro. Oh, now, okay. I think, I think that's an acceptable word to use, but just in case. Stephen the white one did not say it. I certainly do. I would certainly be like, am I allowed to? Yes. Right. That, yeah. that word you, makes me uncomfortable. How about that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. Yeah. But I, I believe it is like a proper term. For, for the so yeah, historical. Is, yeah. Something. This is a movie written and directed by. Oh, uh, fuck. God damn it. It left my brain as soon as I was saying it. It's a um, ghost. <laughs> let's see. Gotta type quick here. Uh, it is uh, written and directed by Skinner Myers. Okay. Skinner, I couldn't remember. Skinner Myers. Um, and most of the cast is unnamed. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, credited as like uh, white woman or mm-hmm. whatever, boss, what have you. But um, it's a uh, a movie about. It's kind of like somewhat surrealist mm-hmm. in that uh, if you look at the the cover art for it, it's like him sleeping but he's levitated up off off of his bed uh in a a, his bedroom i can do Um, that he's got a blanket over yeah Mm -hmm. well obviously you know you're the uh (laughs) sleeping honky i I think i can levitate off my bed with this coffee now oh i'm sure yeah i'm I'm vibrating steven yeah i'm not really it's it's a small it's it's the tiniest coffee in the world that's okay that's okay a thimble Full of coffee is still coffee. It's still good. So it still works. I like it. Still works. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the the movie is a, a little bit like surrealist. There's uh, some points where you just hear like voiceover over um, the an actor or actors just like kind of sitting there, uh, and sometimes like the footage is played in reverse, so you see like smoke going mm. back into a cigarette. A cup uh, goes from the floor and lands back on the table, um, but. 
um, the the general idea is that this uh, this African American guy. I don't I don't know what uh, city they're in in America, mm. but um, he's it's a little bit slice of life. He's just kind of like. He's got a job. Uh, he gets asked to go in on his birthday uh, so his boss can give him an assignment. He he works for some corporation, I guess. Uh, by the end of the movie, you kind of find out that he um, gives eviction notices to mm. people. And that's not really a spoiler. It's just like, I, I don't know. I, I didn't keep track of that plot point, right, I guess. Right. But his, his boss asks him to commit fraud at a certain point um, at the risk of missing out on a promotion or whatever. So he's like, oh, fuck, this is kind of heavy. I don't want to have to deal with this. But he's like, okay, I'll, I'll go home and I'll figure this out. He goes home. Uh, one of his old friends from years ago uh, comes across him in the city, uh, meets up at his apartment. They go and have this conversation. And there are a lot of shots that uh, just hold uh, for a long time. So it's, it's like you imagine the actors having to memorize pages and pages mm. and pages and pages of dialogue mm-hmm. where they go back and forth. And so as he's catching up with his friend, you just see the shot that takes, I don't know, probably like eight minutes or something like that. Mm. Damn. And it's just them going back and forth with dialogue and it's them catching up. But eventually by the end of the conversation, uh, his friend that's come over and the, both of them are black. Uh, he figures out that his friend is like, uh, a fan of dipship Donnie, you know? Mm. And so Super. they he eventually like kicks this dude out uh, eventually you see uh, our our main uh, protagonist his uh, his fiance shows up she's white and uh, they have this like, kind of cute relationship but then also shit gets a little bit real and they end up breaking up and uh, he does this thing where he he storms out but not out of his apartment he just goes and like to the bathroom so she follows him in there and we see that he's like sitting on the toilet with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> They're having this like He was so mad and he had a shit. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but and I don't know. I'm kind of confused as to whether or not it's supposed to be like funny that this is happening. Because they still have this intense conversation and she says some like uh, some racist shit leaks out of her. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would necessarily it's one of these like weird dividing lines, right? Like maybe it's just some like deep seated shit. Right. Who am I to say? But it, it was pretty intense and then like toward the end of the movie he has to serve an eviction notice to some other black people and he feels conflicted mm-hmm. about that and um it it's not necessarily an easy watch but it is like very interesting mm. and i've been thinking about it since i finished it oh, right uh like yesterday afternoon so i i was uh, really impressed with it. and i'd be curious to check out some of his his other stuff mm-hmm. um i also watched a well, this one is a 2021 movie as well. I guess this is a movie exclusive movie, a movie movie. Mm, indeed, mm. rolls right off the tongue. It's called Actual People, and uh, I'm I'm gonna uh, should have had this already. My God, <laughs> you're like uh, I did I wanna... this to myself. <laughs> now this one I actually watched first. Uh, this one is written and directed by Kit Zauer. Uh, she is a a young like Asian woman. Um, I don't I don't know her age, but she's like I don't know maybe in her early twenties or whatever. Mm-hmm. At least by the time this movie was out. Um, but it's about a uh, aimless young woman in her final weeks of college who goes to great lengths to win affections from a boy from her hometown of Philadelphia. Um, and in the process, she has like uh, all these different anxieties that show up. She's um, like part Asian, so there's it. I don't know. You you think of like, 
I guess the stereotype is an Asian in uh, some type of school is very motivated and very oh, studious okay. or whatever. Mm-hmm. She is a fucking slacker. She slacked uh-huh. off like all of four years of college. She gets to the essentially the finish line of being able to graduate. And she didn't like I think she just didn't do her paper. And then at the very last minute, she like turns in a paper that kind of sucks. So uh, her counselor is like, yeah, you're going to have to like go to take classes during the summer in order to be able to graduate. And she's like, but I can, I can walk though. Like I could do that. And the counselor is like, what, what, no, what? No. (laughs) And so there's a little bit of that, but also like the, the boy that she has a crush on, she like sleeps with at the beginning of the movie. And then he doesn't ever like really follow up with her or whatever. And it's a little bit of like, Oh, I feel like I'm kind of stagnant in life Mm -hmm. is what this felt like. And you know, I could relate to this a little bit, uh, but it's it's a little bit uncomfortable, but also like you root for her to succeed mm. or at least get to a point to where she feels more confident in herself and, and doesn't have to look externally for validation right. or whatever. Uh, I fucking love this movie. Oh, okay. Um, right on. Sleeping Negro was a, a like kind of a, a hard watch. Uh, this movie I feel like is closer to I, like on movie they have like the actual synopsis of the movie and then they've got their take of it mm-hmm. and it had mentioned something about like this generation's Kevin Smith or whatever mm. and I can kind of see that there's a, a little bit of like slackerness to it but then also like uh, very low stakes as far as you know there, there's no like portal opening up in the sky and like aliens coming down to invade the planet but it's also like to her this is like the be all end all of her mm. world you know trying to like establish a love connection that and then also you know have forward momentum with trying to get a job even though she essentially just kind of like burned the last four years of her college life and then eventually you see her go to a party her sister shows up there as well and eventually they they go back to uh her parents home and there's some like family shit that's not resolved that they have to kind of hash out and i was really impressed with it i i after i watched the movie on movie mm-hmm. i looked it up to see if it was available to buy just so i could oh, throw wow. her some money uh it's not <laughs> so like, if you want to watch this movie throw some dollars toward movie to uh to be able to watch it but like highly recommended i was very impressed with both of these movies right on i, I assume you watch these alone these yes. don't seem like yeah. things your wife would be into yeah i mean I, it's not really anything that i would suggest to her right. I, I feel like she would kind of get bored with it and i i understand that but i was just like in the mood for something um i want to watch a movie but i i don't want to i don't want spectacle right now right. you know i want a, an uh authorial voice to it. you're you're kind of uh you're kind of into cinema lately to be honest you might say i'm a fan of cinema Steven. you might say that i feel like lately like with the before trilogy even i think is is so I, like i said like that when you mentioned it that time it's like it was hard for me to recommend it sometimes because I, I just i don't know what people will think of it but then when they do they all like it and like you liked it mm-hmm. but it's not for everybody those those types of movies but sometimes i just want something that's just good quality simple cinema you know so uh i lean into that a little bit too i haven't gotten into movie at all but i remember you talking about getting it so i'm glad that you've been using it and finding good stuff on there too because i haven't heard about any of these movies before 
it's awesome. They they continually add new stuff, and every day they've got a movie of the day, essentially. Sweet. And so you can check that out, and it, it tells you whenever they um, list a movie, it tells you what part of the world it came from. So it's like America, Japan, Canada, Antarctica, what have you. Antarctica, mm-hmm. oh my God. The Penguins are taking over Hollywood right now. They're doing so good. I mean... You've heard March of the Penguins? Oh. You've never heard of Revenge of the Penguins. Oh, it's okay. It's the dark one of the trilogy. Yeah. And if you're saying to yourself, there are no penguins in Antarctica, aren't there? And that's on you, listener. Have you ever been there? You're penguin racist. <laughs> I heard Alex Jones told me. <laughs> yeah. So if he says it, then it's true, man. I heard that Metallica played a concert there like oh, years back. To and it's like, to to whom? <laughs> Lars, to the penguins. Lars, why you do this? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Big right. Big metalheads. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call that? Metalhead? I, oh, yeah. Penguins? Uh, there, were, there were so many manatees for Metallica signs oh, that it was just like almost impossible to see the band. Look it up. Right. I'm not fibbing. I'm not a fibbing Hibbard. <laughs> we did, Look it up. We need to go change Wikipedia real fast. Oh, my God. Here we go. Hey, Siri, remind me to uh, fuck up the internet real quick. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was, uh, very happy with both of those, awesome. uh, movies and I just, oh, oh. hold on just a sec. Sorry. Did you get another one. Yeah. Let me jot down that time code. That's weird. Mm. It keeps happening. Like, like normally happen. I, yeah, normally I silence my alerts, mm-hmm. but it's really just like coming through here today. And it's like, normally I make sure to not schedule my notifications for when we record. Right, right. But it's just really it's just uh, happening not today. happening today. Technology is re- revolting. This is like fucking Skynet's. This is how it gets oh, us. It's no. just like you have stuff scheduled that you did not really schedule. But we're, we know you're recording a better podcast. So we're going to make you do this. Uh, I said something about like Saturday. Hmm. It's a podcast. But we're not recording on. No, we don't even have an episode. Saturday, right. Weird. You can check it out right, later. Let's click it. Yeah. Okay. I'll look back into it. All right. We can get back into it. Okay. Uh, what do you have for uh, more additional stuff? Well, <laughs> more additional stuff. Uh, I was going to ask you if you could uh, take a, a quick bathroom break before oh, we get back okay. into it, if that's cool. Yeah. It's not the coffee poops. Mm. Mm. We'll see how long the break is. <laughs> I'm going to check those toilet cams. If I see pellets in the shape of coffee beans. <laughs> is that how it works? Uh-huh. Wow, your body reforms the beans. That's crazy. It does. It's crazy how mm-hmm. coffee works, man. Welcome to the wonderful world of goat poops, Stephen. <laughs> but honestly, they're not too bad. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, I had a quick one I wanted to mention. See if you had seen oh, this okay. trailer for a movie coming out I just heard about called uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. Steve and I have not watched this trailer you only because it's just it's just around the corner. You don't need to see it. You gotta you're gonna wait. Look, I've already bought the ticket, essentially. There you go. Um I'm just edging <laughs> until this fucking thing comes out. I, I will tell you, I am so hyped. Oh, I thought you might be yeah. okay, good. Uh uh fucking Billy and Zach are coming right. back, you know. I had like, no idea, man. This was awesome. Oh my god. I watched the trailer yeah. once. And, uh, oh. yeah, it looks cool. It looks like, you know, the old Rangers we know and love. And uh, I was I was kind of shocked. I, I knew we had talked about stuff of that recently. I thought they were going to do a new reboot, but I, I didn't remember that this was coming out until I saw the trailer. It comes out April 19th on Netflix. 
but uh yeah i'm, I'm pumped for it i figured you would be so i, I just had to mention oh it God. thank you so much for bringing <laughs> this to everyone else's attention like if you grew up a fan of the power rangers this is like this is gonna take you back you know like there are some missing rangers from this right. for various reasons you know uh rest in power to uh tweet who uh died in a car wreck way, oh, way back God. in the like, early 2000s okay. she was the original yellow ranger um but she was great like in the modern power rangers comic books she's my favorite fucking character right i just love what they do with her and then um uh yeah the uh jason the original red rangers in a little bit of uh, legal trouble and um oh i thought he was know, in the trailer though uh rocky is in oh, there a different guy different guy gotcha. yeah bullwinkle uh, is also in this is that right bullwinkle uh yeah natasha um and <laughs> and cream um, and cream. all the rockies all rockies friends <laughs> i was th- i was thinking creed the band <laughs> scott stab just shows up what if what if it's like oh yeah it is kind of a what if scenario uh, what what is the the name of the the movie? It's called like Once in Future or something uh, like that. Yeah, just, that a, Once and Always. Once and Always. Yeah. Once and Always. Power yeah. Rangers. Once and Always. Uh, yeah, and that's that's pretty rad, man. It feels like it's fan service directly to our generation that grew up with that first series. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for it, man. I thought you would be too, but I just want to throw it out there since they released that trailer. So thank you. Yes, uh, it's it's like the thirtieth season of Power Rangers. That's crazy. Uh, or d- d- I'm sorry, during the 30th year of Power Rangers. Oh, right. And I okay, guess yeah. the actual like TV show that's airing is, from what I understand, it's supposed to be like the final season of this long-running 30-year broadcast wow. because they're, they're all like, all the series are in a version of continuity or whatever. Oh, crazy. So sometimes they bring like old actors back or whatever, like uh, the recently deceased Jason David Frank, who was the uh, Tommy the Green Ranger, White Ranger, Red Ranger. Uh, he's a Black Ranger once um he uh he came back for a few episodes here and there over oh, the yeah. years um but uh i guess after this year they're going to reboot the franchise altogether gotcha. so it's going to be like you know everybody has to have a, a cinematic universe now but they're going to have like movies and tv shows that kind of fit together in like one narrative continuity or something like that i hope they could pull that off though that'd be kind of cool because yeah. the the last movie didn't really take off the reboot movie they tried and uh maybe yeah. they could do better with it you know oh it's like so. a more cohesive thing later on so um mm-hmm. i'd be i'm cool with that i mean like obviously you're a big fan and continue to be so the mighty more cohesive power rangers <laughs> is that what it would be is that what it would be the way you put your your uh your hand up to your chin like that it really just lended some gravitas to that mm, is that okay <laughs> oh no gravitas is here oh shit <laughs> um but yeah i'm i'm hyped for it and please believe i will be discussing it at length Excellent. and girth Ugh. on the subsequent episode good to, whenever good that comes to know. out I would assume, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just want to mention that one really quick. But uh, my next thing actually is a, a series of things that are all connected that I, I consumed media-wise. So uh, the first one, again, was another podcast. And uh, this is a little wow. podcast we know called The Terror Table. Wow. And it happened to have a few guests I know called The Nudist Colony. Oh my God, I listened Steven. to the Dracula 2000 Queen of the Damned episode of Terror Table with our, uh, our friends Mitch and Boozy. And then, of course, you and Ross were on that episode. And, uh, oh, my God, what a fucking blast. It, to hear all four of you talk 
uh, about these movies in particular. I had texted you when I heard about this coming out that I had grown up watching Dracula 2000. I had fond memories of it, but I didn't think it would be any good revisiting it. But I had never seen Queen of the Damned. Um, you, you guys talk about it because I guess I don't know. Are they doing a whole series or, or is this like an episode of like a new metal in, in the soundtracks of different horror movies? Right. It's kind of the idea. Yeah, it was March is new metal month over gotcha. at uh, the terror table. So, yeah, they're they're uh, all March long. Uh, they're doing movies that have a, a new metal esque soundtrack to it. So, yeah, Ross and I kicked that off. And that's good because uh, obviously your podcast is uh, a new metal podcast and uh, and it's fun also. And then you guys get together for this. And it was such a perfect idea because I remember I wasn't super into new metal. I liked some bands, some some songs here and there. And I, re- I remember this era of soundtracks, though, in general, not even just new metal, but all kinds of things, uh, mm-hmm. rock and, and whatever um, from that era is just so iconic. Uh, but to hear you guys talk about it and you're all of you were fans of of metal and new metal and stuff in that era especially so it was a uh, it was mm-hmm. more than i had ever like thought about uh for the soundtracks for those so mm-hmm. that was cool um that led me to then watch dracula 2000 okay right okay, good 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 and good, then good. Yes. Mm-hmm. to listen to the how did this get made episode about it that you had mentioned <laughs> yeah. so i did a bunch of podcasts this week um so amanda i ended up turning on dracula 2000 after hearing you guys talk about it uh, a little spoiler for that episode you generally the, the the most of you liked that movie and i was so shocked that it was still entertaining um yeah. i remember dracula 2000 for for me it was like uh west craven presents is its full title west craven presents Dracula mm-hmm. 2000. He had nothing to do with it, apparently. But uh, at the time, I was super into Wes Craven. I mean, I still am. I wore my, my mm-hmm. uh, Directed by Wes Craven shirt while I watched this movie just for funsies because oh, it was Friday. And that's mm-hmm. my Friday shirt basically now. But uh, <laughs> did you look over at your wife and point to your shirt and be like, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He, he, didn't, didn't he didn't do this. <laughs> I need a new shirt. Yeah. that says Wes Craven presents. Yeah, it's all his shitty <laughs> right. presenting movies. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun to rewatch it. I, I ended up starting the movie. Um, and watched it for like 15 minutes. And then I was like, I think Amanda's going to like this. I can't remember if she had ever seen it before. Once we started it, she didn't remember this. Uh, this was like, it came out the year before she and I started dating. So I thought surely oh. we had seen it together. Cause I remember seeing it multiple times, but, um, it has so many people in it and it's so flashy and it just yeah. has a good vibe. Like I just enjoyed it. It's uh, by Patrick Lussier, who, uh, was an editor on the screen movies. Mitch had, had called that out and, um, and I think this is actually genuinely fun. I, I really enjoyed it. It is. So it's a, a little bit of a heist movie right. where there's no like actual plan in place for the heist at the beginning. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, then Dracula <laughs> in daylight almost at all times. Yeah. They don't have there's loose a, rules with vampires. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then there's a, a battle to the death with Dracula in, uh, sandals. Oh and, yeah. Uh, God, there's so many points you know, when you point it all out. It's just the absurdity. Just, you know, it's, it's a lot going on, but it is very entertaining. And there's a um, for for our audience who has not seen this movie, I won't spoil the twist here. It's hard not to, a, though. Yeah. Oh my god. There's. I just like the idea of that twist right. with Dracula, and I'm like, okay, I I I'm like I, this. This can work. I think. I have to. I have to say, it's like without spoiling it. Spoiling it. I have to say, like this movie plays with the uh, religious aspects of dracula mm-hmm. and like why why crosses you know or, or why is it everything right besides they're just mm-hmm. evil uh, quote unquote you know mm-hmm. and against the church whatever and it i was a super christian at this point so what i texted you was like oh man bringing vampires and christianity together this is my perfect mm-hmm. movie 
and Wes yeah. Craven was involved. Like everything about it, that era I loved. And uh, I was surprised to know now that it still was fun for me to watch. And, uh, mm-hmm. and Gerard Butler is Dracula. And it, I, Amanda couldn't tell who it was. And You're we right, played yeah. a game where she watched the movie for like 45 <gasps> minutes before I would tell her. Yes. And she finally guessed it. Uh, after a wow. long time she kept being like does he have facial hair usually and i was like looking at pictures and i was like yeah he's at least scruffy definitely a beard mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff um and then they talk about that and the how did this get made june die and rayfield i was so glad i haven't listened to their episodes in a long time all three of them were there that was great and we always love when yeah. june is on uh but she said she didn't even know it until they mentioned it on the air that that's right. who it was yeah. which is so fun because they may have that same experience so uh, their episode was good but yours actually uh, completely honestly the terry table episode was better it was so much fun and the, you guys banter in general for the whole episode was great but uh talking about these movies in particular was just a blast to hear you guys so it was it was fun all around just watching it listening to you guys all of it that's awesome thank you so much uh i will accept this award on behalf <laughs> of uh ross mitch and boozy um and i you know i will take full credit for it as me i put it all together oh, of course uh, of course. no this you know obviously it was a terror table thing and uh it was a blast to talk to them um i'm glad that you had fun with this movie as well mm-hmm. uh because that is not the case for queen of the dam that movie i know is it's just, just almost i avoided nothing. that one i was like i never wanted to watch it you guys none of you nah. seemed to like it and i was like yeah i think no. i avoided that one for the best but Shocking revelations uh, about Aaliyah's voice on oh, that Terry right. Table episode. I had no just, idea. Just, just as a teaser for people for to sure. check it you out. You should definitely go listen uh, to that episode, yeah. Oh, uh, my God. It was it blew my fucking mind. And that's one of the benefits of, you know, talking to two people who are horror fish. Hor- wait, horror Ooh, movie horror fish. aficionados. That, you know, my name? Horror fish. Horror fish. <laughs> horror fish. <laughs> Horror fisher. Yeah, rolls right off the tongue. Yeah, it's easy to say. Um, I'm usually a slut to, fisher, but I'll take horror fisher, too. <laughs> Where's Steven at? Uh, let's just say he uh, busted out the reel today. Doing some fly fishing if you catch my drift. Um, but no, that, that's one of the benefits of talking to uh, Mitch and Boozy is they are not only horror fans, but they also work in that industry, right. you know? So uh, they know some like background details about how yeah. movies are made, and 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 they know uh, what to look up and, and bring to uh, a podcast to make it interesting. So uh, shout out to both of them. Um, but then yeah, Dracula two thousand. Wow, wild movie, wild, Not super new metally. So if people are right. uh, reticent to check it out because of that. Don't don't fear. You know you you might have to sit through a Static X song. It's okay. Right. I You're promise you, it's okay. Right. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I I thought the movie was was very fun and uh did your wife watch that one with you i I wonder if she would that seems like one she would be into because it's just silly uh, no because when i was watching it i had like a a pretty packed schedule Mm. so i was kind of like watching it over the course of a couple of days in 30 minute chunks here and there so uh i kind of watched it um late at night or whatever but uh, you know, yeah, was, if you watch a movie about Dracula, you want to get nice and cozy, oh, yeah. you can turn off all the lights and then see him just standing in bright ass daylight. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. What? I thought, I thought he's in the, what, what are the rules? Here? Yeah. Yeah. But it's an um, interesting it, take on it overall. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just to, yeah, because we kind of teased it a little bit, you know, maybe slight spoiler here. But, you know, for, for Dracula, the reason he doesn't like the cross is because with those teeth, he has he speaks with the lisp, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's a way of Jesus like getting back at him. It's like, oh no, it's Jesus Christ. Oh no! And it's like, no, no, you can do it. You can't do it with those teeth, dude. 
You can't do it. And to hammer that point home, cross to the chest. That's basically you did kind of spoil a part of it, but it still doesn't mm-hmm. matter because until you see it, it it's mm-hmm. like it's all there. You yeah, really got to experience absolutely. the whole thing for yourself. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, surprise. I wouldn't I I'd been wondering about that movie to revisit it, but not enough to actually want to. And then you guys gave me the perfect <laughs> yeah. excuse. I was thinking about it anyway since you guys did it. But then once I heard you guys actually liked it, uh, I was pleasantly surprised myself that it still uh, was was fun in some way. Amanda said she wouldn't watch it like a lot like it's not going to go in our rotation with you know like i know you did last summer and scream like that era sure but uh i think i'll watch it a few times at least um after this like uh, it was fun yeah it's like similar in tone to scream but not quite that right you know it's like you know you've got like an actual vampire there you've got like some wild heist it is like a big budget not very good horror movie but it's like i said you know it's entertaining it's 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 worth busting out right once in a while you know jot it down you know (laughs) speaking of jotting it down uh you guys discussed this as well but uh it was always good to see jennifer esposito in anything and uh she's in dracula 2000 she's also the bartender and i still know what you did last summer so we did an accidental double feature of that amanda and i this this uh this weekend so we got two jennifer espositos yes posito you say (laughs) exactly all right i like it all right what else you got man um oh boy i've got like uh let me do like two things one is just like a a, a quick tv show then then i've got my trilogy oh, thing. okay cool do you have do you have additional i have stuff? one last thing okay so let me do my my tv show okay. you can do yours okay, and then perfect. we'll finish with the, the that sick trill that oh cool? yeah dude um there's a, a tv show that came out on true tv now streaming on hbo max called 101 places to party before you die Ooh. Adam Pally, John Gabris, uh, two best friends. They out, they're out traveling the world. So first season, eight episodes. I fucking hope they get a second season. Oh, awesome. This show was so much fun. It's a, a show. It's like a, a travel show where uh, these two friends, they go to these different destinations and go to these different locales. They, they essentially spend three days at um, eight different places. I've heard of this. Yeah. Um. It's like uh, Maui, Moab, Utah. They go to fucking Atlanta. Um, so a, a lot of different places. And um, it, it's all in the U.S. so far, mm. I believe. If I Yeah, that's yeah. what it says on here. Um, Adam Pally's man, great. Yeah, so this is... He's great. That sounds awesome. Hey, hey man, you like Sonic the Hedgehog movies? <laughs> it's, that, it's that guy. John Gabris is uh, like an incredible like comedic actor. He's uh, he does a lot of like improv comedy podcasts. He's on comedy Bang Bang a lot. I, l- I regularly listen to his podcast High and Mighty. Um, oh look at this! That's sexy. He's got a picture oh, yeah. on the beach and like a speedo. It, yeah, he's like he's a tall guy, but also he's a big guy. But also he's just like very comfortable with who he is. And I will never be that confident in my fucking <laughs> life. Not like he he should be. Uh, unconfident what's the you should correct? be more confident though no uh i'm just saying like i i should um we should all re- respect um uh, people's body shapes or what. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where i was going with that anyway uh but the, like it's so much fucking fun it's it seems like a show that could be on like vice if right. you ever watch anything i can totally that. see that yeah 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 because they go to like uh, these different like dispensaries and they go to distilleries. They, they take these different tours and the language is a little bit rough. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. something you'd watch with, with your kids. Um, <laughs> unless you can make that baby forget by dropping them on their heads <laughs> right. in a parking lot. Listen to those outtakes people. 
There's some wild <laughs> shit that happened that I saw. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they don't say fuck, but they will say, like, shit or whatever. And they do get a little bit ribald. But, man, I cannot recommend this show highly awesome. enough. It's so much fun. If, if, you, if you only have time to, like, maybe watch some, like, a, a quick half-hour show while you're eating lunch or something like that, throw an episode of this on because the chemistry between these two guys is fantastic. Almost constant jokes, um, but also constant friendship, and they're so supportive of each other. And how do you spoil this type of show? Uh, I'm going to tell you something that happens at the end of the eighth episode. The the second season isn't promised Mm, at this mm -hmm. point. I looked it up just in the the hopes that it was. It's not. But at the end of the eighth episode... um, they kind of like start crying because they've had so much fun spending these like eight vacations together Aww. essentially. And it's just so fucking adorable. Besties. It's like, yeah, my God, it's a Steven, That's we sweet. need to get on, in on right. this, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe they're too expensive. We'll do it real cheap. Right. <laughs> we'll do the cheap you version. <laughs> Absolutely. True TV. Are you listening? Uh, but it was great, man. Like I, I fucking love this show. Awesome. And I, I hope other people watch it uh, enough so it doesn't get canceled. HBO Max is on a fucking slaughter right now. I know so, you never you know, know with them. Jeez. Yeah, save these two fellas because this is like the this is like a fun ass travel show, and it's just uh, it's great, fucking great. They eat delicious food. They have delicious drinks. They have great time. They have great rapport with each other with the people they meet along the way. Uh, they they run into or I got not run into but they they talk to Big Boy from Outcast at a certain point like he's on the show. I uh, just like a lot of fucking fun. That's awesome. I'm just very happy with it. That sounds yeah. great, man. Uh, I would totally check that out. I'd forgotten about seeing a trailer for that sometime in the last few months, so uh, or last year maybe. But um, I'd forgotten about it, so I'm glad you mentioned it because uh, I don't watch Adam Pally and a lot of stuff, or I don't I don't listen to Comedy Bang Bang. So mm-hmm. you mentioned some people sometimes that I'll, I'll end up seeing like years later and you're like, yeah, they've been great the whole time. Fucker, like get on it. So I feel like <laughs> this is what I can get into now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, there's so much entertainment now. Like, where do you even start right. on certain things? This is easy. This is like you can dip in and out of that. episodes. Uh, there's no like major continuity between them. You know, it's just like, oh, these guys are here now. Right. Essentially. It's awesome. But it, it's one of those shows where. The relationships are good that you just want to hang around your friends and, and watch them go on other adventures. It's great. That's the best. Highly recommend. Best it. kind of show. That's, uh, that's what you want to listen to. Just a bunch of best bros just hanging out. That's it. That's, that's it, it, baby. We should start a podcast. What do you I think? don't know, man. It'd be great, but uh, it seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of commitment. Nah, yeah, never mind. Take it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You want me to do my, my last one then? Please. All right, yeah. Cool. Uh, so... My last one is a, a musical thing. Uh, not a musical, oh my God. rather. I'm going to take that back. A music thing. Okay. So I don't scare okay. you, Brent. It ac- actually is one that I discussed with you off air because uh, recently on the air, I had mentioned that as part of those recording videos and everything uh, I've been watching on YouTube, I had also stumbled upon these old documentary uh, footage, whatever, from Linkin Park. And yeah. it was from their second album. Then, like, they were making it. You had mentioned that the the media yeah. after their first album had, or people had talked about them not really doing it or being, like, a studio band uh, put together. Right. And so they were kind of proving that they were putting it all together, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told you that I'd never really listened to a lot of Linkin Park outside of just the singles, but I got me back into them, and I, I man, and I kept listening wow. to them. And I asked you what I might like if you had a recommendation, and you told me their third album, Minutes to Midnight, might be up my alley mm-hmm. because... They kind of, uh, it was like 2007, 2008 that they got into that and, uh, or did that one. Yeah. And you had mentioned it kind of was similar to my favorite band, the Airborne Toxic Event, which came out in 2008. 
and I was like, yeah, that's kind of the same era. I'd be curious about this. You had mentioned that like there was only like one really hard song. They did some, you know, I don't want to say what's softer, but they do some like strings and some cool stuff that does sound a little bit to me like uh, All American Rejects or not All American Rejects. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow, where did that come from? In my head, <laughs> this is so weird. In my head, I was I was thinking how we, we call uh, in my notes. I have it as Tate. The Airborne Toxic yeah. Event. And for a split second, I, I switched from Tate to uh, uh, All American Rejects, A-A-R. I can see that Arr. in my head. And mm, I was like, yeah. it's like my, it was like a weird dyslexia thing where my brain just like mm-hmm. inserted that all of a sudden. Weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, you're listening to Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, quick reviews of those. But uh, in general, I, I like the album. I, I, I also listened to this that same day I listened to the Terror Table episode. I was uh, oh, doing cool. yard work and and this one went by really fast it's actually like 43 minute album it's like normal but uh or maybe short but it was it just went by really fast i had a good time um to me this was fantastic it only had one song that i really knew and it's a it's a fucking big one which is what i've done and this was like right around the time right. that like transformers came out 2007 i think that first movie um mm-hmm. and that song was like big and that and everything and, and i was like oh i know this song but there was a lot more on there you had mentioned the the really hard one that you liked the most is given up the second song oh. which is fucking stellar it's so good you like i liked one? it it was it's hard to hear oh because God. it's like about giving up and like kind of i don't know it's almost suicide kind of notes uh and knowing yeah. chester's future that was kind of mm-hmm. sad to hear him sing about it and stuff but but it was good it was uh it's um it's definitely like the hardest song on there, but, um, mm. and I like probably other ones more, but I, yeah, I dug it. I think it starts off with one song called wake. That's like an instrumental that builds and it gets into that. I like mm-hmm. albums that kind of start that way with a little intro. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that one was, was cool. Um, bleed it out. I really liked, had like a fun vibe, mm-hmm. the rapping on it was cool. Jam too. Yeah. They just yeah. had a bunch mm-hmm. that were so different. Um, shadow of the day There's was another a- one that made me think of, uh, airborne. So did you watch the making of for Minister? I haven't Midnight? done that yet. I forgot you mentioned that was okay. on there. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I, my recollection of it is that there's a point where they're like trying to make an intro for Bleed It Out. And they're like, so we're just going to take car keys and rattle those at the beginning. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you could have just like started with the guitar or whatever. Okay, cool. You know, you can whatever. do car keys though. You can start a car. So maybe they're trying to say something with it, but, you know? Steven? Only if you can find it. Again, listen to those outtakes, people. <laughs> Very important. Um, uh, what I also loved is um, uh, Shadow of the Day. I, uh, it's kind of like a, a Tate song, but um, it does mm. one of my favorite album things that you don't get unless you listen to an album where I knew what I've done and that's the next song. But Shadow of the Day mm. ends with like 23 seconds that bleed into what I've done. They kind of like lead yeah. up to it. And I love when that happens mm. and you basically get more song than you had known from like the radio. And uh, so that was like a fun surprise to me. Um, other ones I liked were there's a song called Hands Held High. that has a cool melody and it's like a, a simple snare drum in the back. And it's just uh, Mike like rapping over it about, you know, like standing up for for shit basically and like taking a stand yeah. and, and for what's right. And uh, so that one I really liked. That um, was specifically aimed at uh, uh, George W. Bush. I wondered if I remember for the era. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like yeah. an anti-war almost, uh, or mm-hmm. a, yeah, anti-W kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's uh, a bunch of songs on there. Um, 
uh, Valentine's Day and in between uh, reminded me again of of Airborne Toxic Event. Um, mm. All of it, though, I just really like the album. So I'm curious now to go back and listen to their first and second albums had more singles that I remembered, but I've never listened to any of them sure. all the way through. So I'm intrigued mm. by that. But I'm so glad you recommended this one for me in particular, because it was kind mm. of more my jam for my type of music. So this is wonderful. This is uh this is why you have me as a friend. Absolutely. You know? I, uh, I've been waiting to recommend this movie, but I don't want to like press music on anyone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of weird. You know? Right. But um, I, I'm glad you like this. I would be eager to hear your thoughts on the next album, A Thousand mm. Sons, which is like my personal favorite. Their fourth Park album. Their fourth your favorite. One. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah. They, they've, you know, from minutes to midnight onward, they lean more out of new metal. Good Lord. <laughs> they lean outside of new metal. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I feel like their next one, A Thousand Sons, is more experimental. And Interesting. It's, it's, I think, from my recollection of it, it is like a gapless album, except for like the last bonus track mm. or whatever. So you do have those transitions Ooh, okay. between the different songs and whatnot. I think that's and so it just, fun. Yeah, it has a nice flow. I think that one's maybe like 50 minutes awesome. long, something like that. And it just really goes. And you have like so much variety on it. There's a lot more like keyboards and electronic stuff, but also like an, a nice a nicer balance between like um, rapping mm-hmm. and and singing vocals, whereas Minutes to Midnight, I I like some of the songs, but there's like less of a uh, rap presence there, from there is Mike Shinoda, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. something like a few songs um, really, yeah. yeah. But even still, like it's it, there's still some good stuff on yeah. there to uh, to check out. So yeah, well, that's cool, man. I, yeah, I'm glad glad you liked I'm it. I'm so glad you recommended it. Um, I had a lot of Brit in my my week this week. Had the terror table. Oh yeah, had that in it, but uh, that 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 was pretty scary. Podcast you recommended, so uh, got a bunch in there, but um, it was good for it, man. I was so glad to have some time to listen to some podcasts and some music. So uh, that's that's all the stuff I have for today. What's your uh, what's your trilogy of the month, man? I'm so excited. Because <laughs> oh you never tell Steven. me what these are until they air. Until I never air, tell so. you. I'll never tell. <laughs> that popped up on like the stars app or something the other day and i was like oh my god that movie really exists i forget about it sometimes jeez um so steven i uh i i, I like to change it up uh, change up the like genre from month to month mm-hmm. as i'm going forward just discovering new trilogies to get into so first one was comedy with uh, the anchorman trilogy oh, right. second one was more of like personal like um slice of life romance with the before trilogy mm-hmm. i thought you know what i came across something that was on netflix and it was like uh multiple um in this series mm-hmm. of movies so i thought well let me let me start this i don't remember seeing this back in the day interesting i saw i saw the rocky movies were on netflix Steve. oh interesting okay you know um i watched rocky from 1976 uh-huh. and uh i feel like maybe my dad watched this back in the day but i i don't feel confident enough in saying that i've seen this movie because gotcha. i barely remember anything primarily i know of the rocky series just through pop culture right and as I was watching these movies, I was like, oh, I bet this is when this scene happens. It doesn't. So I'm like, wait, what happened? What? Huh? <laughs> like this thing I know from pop culture, like when does this happen in the right. series or whatever? So uh, I watched uh, the first Rocky movie. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is OK. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. uh, it's certainly different than I thought it was going to be. I felt like Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa, especially in the first movie, He's fucking Charm City. Like, I was expecting him it's to be like... interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was expecting to him to be like... It's kind of like when you watch old Al Pacino movies versus his modern 
uh, way of acting where he's just like off the rails. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, Stallone now is very like reserved, very low maintenance, very like, are you awake, Sly? <laughs> like poke him with a stick or something, right. you know? It's kind of like when you when you watch uh, the modern Fast and Furious movies and then you go back and rewatch the first Fast and Furious and the difference between how Vin Diesel acts as Dominic oh, wow. Trotto yeah, in totally. the two is just like so wildly different. Um, but I, I watched the first Rocky movie and I was like, I guess this is okay. Like mm -hmm. I honestly, I had a hard time getting into it. Fair enough. And yeah. you know, when these movies were coming out, this came out in 76, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And then Jaws came out in 77, 75. Is that right? 75. Mm -hmm. So whenever these blockbuster movies would come out, Jaws being the first blockbuster, it was like, oh, these movies will play in theaters for like nine months right, maybe come right. back the next year or something like that so it's not like you could like watch this and then go home and buy it on dvd or whatever totally. three months later it was like if you want to see this movie you're gonna have to go back to the theater and rewatch it essentially and this was a huge movie i saw that it made a shitload of money Absolutely did and i was like so this this movie got people to bring their asses back to the seats to to rewatch it again. Okay, I guess like there's a a bit of like an underdog story mm -hmm. that comes into play, but I I didn't I wasn't that compelled with it. Just to keep it, right. you know, to keep it one hundred. Like you <laughs> right. always, Stacey. This is another one for me. I have to say that uh, this is because Rocky is known as like a great movie. Um, it won mm. the best picture. Great moose as well. <laughs> it won the best. Oh, uh, He's a squirrel. No, Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> fucked up. They were on the uh, the best picture that year, which is crazy for the Oscars. Mm. It, he won best director that year. Um, That's crazy. And the I watched it because it's on the AFI top 100 movies list that I was trying to do for so oh. many years. And the first time I watched it, I was like, I mean, it's okay. I feel like you like mm. I had I have memories of up through at least the Rocky Four just being on all the time. They were just so big in the 80s, and I feel like my brain mixed all of them together. Like my dad would watch them, or like. I would see parts of them and like I couldn't really tell you which one is from which movie or whatever. Um, and when I first watched Rocky, I also was like, I thought it was like, OK, like it's kind of boring, like compared to the other ones where he's it's like, they're like more like action movies as, how, as far as I was concerned. Um, it's the same kind of thing for his uh, First Blood and then into the Rambo movies like First Blood is like a, a character study about a soldier who has PTSD and it's so yeah. fascinating, like from what you think of it, what I remembered of what that series stands for. <laughs> this one, too, the first time I watched it, I was like really bored and I was like, I don't understand like the love. The second time I watched it years after that, like maybe it took me like three or four years. I don't know what it was, but it clicked. I, I get it now. And I think this movie is phenomenal. Um, it's yeah. almost like a, it's almost like Halloween where it's like you kind of or, or Psycho even like once you end up seeing that, like they're kind of boring compared to like modern movies like there's just not as much mm -hmm. action not as much happens but then when you kind of break it down and maybe maybe you watch it in and it clicks with you it uh you realize like how good it can be or whatever and it it worked for me eventually but uh, i had to watch it like a few times almost you know one thing i was yeah i mean like i, I totally understand that and um i'll i'll expound mm. on that as we go forward but i do want to mention adrian right like I've, I've heard the term yo adrian <laughs> but i i really didn't know I was like, is that like his boxing coach right, or is right. that his love interest? And it is his love interest. But I didn't know who she was. I didn't know what she looked like. I didn't know who the actress mm -hmm. was. So when I saw that she was like, she works at this little pet store across from like where he does boxing or whatever. 
uh, and she's this little like mousy nerd girl right. or whatever. I was just like, okay, <laughs> oh, I, okay, all right, you know, let's check it some boxes. So um, I I really I really like that he was like so into her. Mm. Like he's this like big like buff dude that does this boxing, but he's just drawn to her. You know, it's like opposites attract that type. She's of thing. pretty mousy in it. She's pretty like quiet and like it surprises mm. me. Yeah. Uh, again, for yeah. the bombastic, what, what I thought were bombastic movies of his. It's actually like a quiet character study. It's kind of interesting. And uh, her role yes. in it is as well. So it's not like this first movie is not so much a sports right. movie as it is just like a, a small character piece. It's the and underdog it's just, story. I, yeah. 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 I was I was really fascinated Did by you, that. Like I appreciated it, mm-hmm. but I, I was uh, not as uh, enthralled with sure, it. Sure. Yeah. As I originally thought I might be. Did, yeah. did you look her up? Do you know who she is? Talia Shire? Uh, I no, I don't think so. Oh, okay, she's I don't recall. her real name is Talia Coppola. Um, her oh, brother Nepo baby. Her, her brother is Francis Ford Coppola. Her nephew oh. is Nicolas Cage, uh, and her niece is Sofia Coppola, and her son is Jason Swartzman. Wow, yeah, so interesting. She, I like him so much. Uh, I found that out years mm-hmm. later, or whatever. That she's she's part of that dynasty, the the Coppolas. So, mm-hmm. um, but she's good in it too. You know, obviously, uh. She stuck around, so. Yeah, and I was wondering how much acting she was doing, because I didn't know anything about right. her. I didn't know if that was just, like, her personality. This was, like, an indep- more or less, like, an independent-style mm-hmm. movie back then, right? Yeah. So it could have been, I don't know, it could have been, like, just a person they pulled off the street. Could've, right. I don't know. I didn't know <laughs> it was a was. small movie. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, which brings me to Rocky II from 1979, so three years later, uh, and... Is this when, because I watched all of these movies together, uh-huh. it's just one big Rocky Italian soup for me. But is this the one that introduces, um, oh my God. No, I think it was in the beginning. Uh, fucking uh, Carl Weathers. Oh yeah. So that's the first movie. He's like the the champ okay. who wants to fight this like random boxer, but Rocky. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he loses, spoiler alert. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, Rocky loses, right? But he still right. like, you know, kind of like wins the day because he almost wins or whatever. Uh, yeah, he gets on the map. And then so, yeah, Apollo Creed, who's Carl Weathers. Yeah, comes back in the the next movie as well. <laughs> and he wants revenge. Even right. Though he won, I know. It's so funny. Which right? I, thought, I was like, OK, I but guess it, was it wasn't close. that. Dis- yeah, it was too close. It was t- not as decisive of a victory as right. he wanted. But um, so their opponents and Carl. Oh, my God. Carl Weathers. Oh, holy yeah. shit. This fucking fella, man. He and Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> I just want to see them like fucking sixty nine each other. A, I don't think anybody's ever said that before. <laughs> just, just the screen would be blasted with hunk spunk, you know. Um, but yeah, like Carl Weathers is back, and uh, he's in a, like an actual rivalry with Rocky this mm-hmm. time. Uh, so that's kind of the main thrust of that story. Yeah. And then uh, Rocky three from nineteen eighty two, again three years later. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Is that math? I don't know. Fucking. Yeah, uh, you did, man. They, I guess they're, they're friends at this point. Mm-hmm. They respect like, each other. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've, I haven't seen Rocky three in years. I think when I watched Rocky and then watched it again, I think I watched two, mm-hmm. but I haven't yeah. seen three and four. And there's like a fifth one from mm-hmm. the era, you know, uh, like 1990. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot in the era that I haven't seen. There is a lot in that era, Steven. Did you keep and going? Look, my, my goal is to watch a trilogy every month, but Stephen, I've watched 
Rockies one through five, and then 2006 is Rocky Balboa. Wow. So I've seen all six Rocky oh movies. Oh my goodness, your trilogy doubled. Yeah, and then you know I'm not going to talk about it on this episode, but I have seen the first Creed movie wow. at this point. So those look pretty good. Be, uh, I haven't yeah. seen any of the Creed movies, but they look fantastic. Um, I Scott Stapp shows up, you know, <laughs> with their arms wide open. It takes a lot of face shots. Not not a great strategy, it turns out. Um, but yeah, like as, as you go through the the Rocky movies, I found myself being more and more engaged. Interesting. With the Italian stallion, right? you know, it, it was just. Uh, it, it was cool to see his like family evolve and shit. Like it's it's um, the same actress plays Adrian mm-hmm. throughout. Um, you said you haven't seen Rocky Five? No, no, at least a long, long time. Yeah, I don't remember okay, it. Have you ever have you ever seen Rocky Balboa? I've never seen that one. Yeah, I was curious. Okay, he did that in Rambo. Uh, there was like a John Rambo or something. Like he he like came out with like later on, you know, sequels, and I mm-hmm. I didn't know how they actually would turn out, so I never tried them out. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be curious about that. I, I, yeah, I feel like I've seen like bits and pieces of one of the Rambo uh-huh. movies, but, you know, that that was as a as a child, as you do, right. you know, when you're, you show your, your eight-year-old. At the time, blood. man, we all watched a lot of crazy shit. Fuck it, you From know, that era, on TV. especially because like Stallone, like I, I always think of, when I think of Stallone, I basically picture him in Last Action Hero, where it's like yeah. he and, and Schwarzenegger were just like battling each other for like, the biggest action movies like they just seem like huge muscly dudes i never really put much stock in stallone until i got older mm-hmm. and watched rocky and it's like yeah this is like an independent film that yeah. he wrote and produced and like he's essentially like directed some yeah of them. and he's like the yeah. the ben affleck and matt damon of his era like he yeah. was the actor who wanted to make it and made this like huge splash of the oscars with his first feature like and I, I just, it's so weird that that was like lost to time for our generation, at least to me for yeah. so long. I never understood that he was that good. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought he was just kind of like an action star, whatever, you know, but he's more than that. Oh, we should do it. We should make a YouTube video. Podcasters react <laughs> to Rocky. Huh. It was a thing that existed before us. Uh, I don't like it. Um, no, like uh, Rocky three, um, and, 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 like it was two or three. Hulk Hogan shows up. Oh, right. <laughs> they have like a charity match. And then uh, in Rocky three uh, proper fucking um, Mr. T mm. uh, is Clubber Lang and he fights him. Um, Rocky four. There's a fucking robot. Yeah, there's a robot. And then uh, Ivan Drago uh, played by um, Dolph Lundgren. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I remember uh, that one. because That one seemed really I mean, that era, the Russia mm. and United States cold war type stuff whatever like was really big and then uh that that movie just seemed like big i don't know it seems like that's the one i think about when i think of rocky as drago as well yeah uh there's there's a point because um drago wants to fight rocky balboa who is the champion at this Mm. point in the the continuity um he comes over to the u.s and then uh uh carl weathers character whose name i can't think of right now um apollo Mm. there we Apollo fucking Creed. There we go. God damn it. Uh, His full he, name, Apollo fucking Creed. He's like, no, I want to, I feel like I've got one final fight in me before I retire. I want to do this rock. And he's like, uh, oh, you know, okay. That's a really good and slide. He's, he's like, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, rock, but uh, okay. So I'm going to do this. But I knew it was bad. I knew it was going to be bad. Whenever uh, the, the Russian boxer shows up, he's just like standing in the ring, getting booed by the American audience. And then like, 
to introduce Apollo Creed coming down to fight him. Uh, they've got this like fireworks spectacular inside of a closed right. arena where he's like draped in uh, the stars and stripes and he's like dancing around. James Brown fucking comes <laughs> out. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. He's like way too confident this early in the movie. It's sure enough, like some shit goes down right, or right. whatever and, and Rocky has to fight him by the end of it. But man, I had a fucking blast watching I love these. that. That's by the awesome. time we get by the time we get to Rocky Balboa from 2006, which is the sixth movie, mm-hmm. I was like, I, because the, the, the first five movies have such a specific uh, filmic tone to mm-hmm. them that I was like, is it going to be drawing by the time we get to this in 2006? But I feel like the 2006 sensibilities is more in line with the type of stuff I like mm-hmm. anyway. So I was like, okay, this kind of feels a, a bit more modern, but it still feels of this world. His uh, son uh, from the previous movies is now played by uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Oh. Christina Milian. That, yeah, he kind of works in that. Yeah. 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 And it works. Uh, his son is, you know, has the Balboa last name, but he's trying to get away from it. He's working on in Wall Street, and um, you know, his dad feels like he has one final fight, which mm-hmm. seems to be a recurring theme. Right for for the series but um it, you know he does he has one final fight on did him. you like and rocky balboa that movie i did yeah. you know um it, it worked for me it was like a, a an aging boxer mm-hmm. that has to come in and and teach a younger boxer how to do that business mm-hmm. you know and i will say for the rocky movies uh not to just like outwardly spoil the outcomes of most of them but like you know, winning isn't everything. That's not necessarily why he fights. Sometimes it's just like, I'm going to show people that I can do something right. or I'm fighting in, in honor of someone or I'm fighting to earn the respect of somebody else, which you and I have talked about this with, you know, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel have in like, to, oh, right. at some point I saw that, that Tom Cruise has a clause in his movies that he can't die. Like his character can't die, even though he gets fucked up and dies multiple times in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes back. So maybe that's a, a loophole. But seeing that the the writer slash director of these movies is like purposely putting his character out there to lose the fight. Like he's not it's so fascinating, right? Yeah, it's like there's real like stakes even more because of yeah, that. Yeah, totally. And it's I, I feel like they're the these like male actors are not learning the proper lesson of right. of you know what it is to be like a main character and having your audience audience root for you even though you may lose the the main fight it's it's still okay you you have them on your side you've earned their respect mm-hmm. and um i really like that and, and and even though these movies are about like boxing and there's a lot of like greased up dudes like punching each other there's still a lot of like masculine vul- vulnerability that i really appreciated with this series that took me uh it almost blindsided mm-hmm. me in a way blindsided me all, so much it almost is on repeat at a walmart near you <laughs> on a tv screen you know play the blindside a lot is the the point <laughs> i was trying to make there you like the blindside? no i don't feel like going to walmart today it's okay i'll be all right uh well that's so super yeah. fascinating man i uh I, i've been curious about that franchise as well just because i never really finished it out and i, I remember bits and mm-hmm. pieces of it like i said from growing up and just yeah. to being around the zeitgeist but uh i haven't seen it in so long so i'm i'm particularly encouraged since you liked it um 
I, I would have, yeah. I, I don't know what I would have thought you would have, you know, liked it or not uh, for that series. But um, I definitely think the Creed movies look really cool and um, kind of like we've been doing, you know, sequels that came out way later, but single mm-hmm. ones. This one has so many movies in that franchise now. I didn't realize there was nine movies connected in that franchise. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. And I guess the the third Creed movie is is doing well enough yeah. that they're wanting to spin that off into like a Creed verse, which I'm like, it's it's kind of like a like it's spinning out of the Rocky verse, but, right? You know, We've already done wh- that. Whatever, whatever. But um, so it, it sounds like the the story can expand further from mm-hmm. there. But yeah, nine movies. In That's this wild. I had no idea. Branch. Yeah. yeah, and they've done so well. It seems with the with the new ones. So I I've heard good things about them. I just haven't never watched them. And then uh. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to maybe re- revisit those one day. That's, uh, that's definitely an interesting third trilogy for you in your, uh, new mm-hmm. discussion of these. So a double trill, a double trill, call I call it a double trill. I call it a French. I call it a double trill. <laughs> we all know, we all know the lingo. Um, it's but yeah, so, dude. uh, I'm eager to start my next, uh, trilogy right. and I know what that's going to be. And I, I'm, I'm going to do yet another uh genre switch cool so um we'll, we'll talk about that whenever uh April oh man here excited. At some point, so excellent yeah. excellent well very cool man yep. uh, so that's all you have for today then that would be it laddie excellent uh i am the leprechaun <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why <laughs> why do i do I this I, I don't know do you uh you want to announce next week's movie we impromptu oh decide uh before <laughs> i think i said impromptly which i'm going to use this word but i don't think it's a real word but go ahead yeah, I say French. I say impromptu. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> People love it. They're eating the shit up with a spoon. Uh, yes. So uh, before the podcast, you and I were were racking our, our brains, uh, one and a half brains, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what we might want to discuss next. And we decided that we're going to do a movie that came out a while back that you've seen. I've not seen. I've been looking to watch it. But haven't been prompted to do right. so because, you know, it's not the main agenda. It's, you know, hard. There's just a yeah, lot of options out there it. for sure. A lot of options, you know. Hold on. I just. Yeah. Turns out there uh, there's a Rocky 7 oh, now. OK. Fuck, I got to watch this. Okay, production. Shit. Got it. Oh, you mean Creed 1? No, I mean Rocky <laughs> yeah. 7. It's, it just came out. <laughs> it's also a prequel to Tulsa King. So I just oh, I got to get on this. Yeah, I, that's an interesting. Yeah, yeah it'd be good. Down and out boxer goes to prison, comes out <laughs> as mob boss. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so we are going to watch the 2020, yeah, that, 2020 why? movie. Wild. Crazy. Tenet. Tenet. And I'm sorry, I said that backwards. We're going to watch <laughs> Tenet. There we go. Uh, it's uh, directed by Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan, uh, starring some people. Um, never seen it. Looking forward to watching it. I hear it's fucking weird. It is weird. I, I'm definitely excited to see it for a second time. As we discussed off air, uh, you need to watch it forward and then backward to be able to get the gist of the whole movie. And uh, I'm looking forward to finally doing that and maybe understanding some of it. I feel like a lot of his movies... I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Christopher Nolan. I feel like this one got some yeah. flack for whatever reason. I think in general, lately, he has. It does have that problem with like the sound. It's like hard to understand people. But he has his reasons for that. I just don't agree with... I, I still think you should probably have it easy to be able to understand dialogue. Is like a good idea for a filmmaker. But uh, it's you, interesting. You he would have learned... Learned his lesson from Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. They had to go back and redo that, right? right. Yeah, and they had to like go back and like fix it because people were like, we literally can't understand what he's saying. Uh, I already use subtitles a lot. Things forward and backwards. (laughs) Oh, you're just doing that voice all the time. It's just him now? Okay, cool. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But uh, Ed's, Ed's brother Tom there, uh, Ed Hardy's brother. Um, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes it would make it sense makes why sense. he's doing Venom now. There you, know? you go. Okay. See. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued. We kind of just came, came you came over that on the spot, and then uh, we're gonna watch it. So I, it'll be my second time. You're first. So. I'm just imagining Venom with like bedazzled ass pockets. <laughs> as far as I, I'm concerned, that's in the movie. That's canon. I don't know. As far as you're concerned, yeah, yeah. it is. Totally believable. Yeah. Let there be carnage on your ass. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. though. So, uh, Tenet next mm-hmm. week. We're going to hit that up. So, yes. that'd be fun, uh, hopefully. And, uh, and it's a long movie. So, give yourself some time 30 minute chunks, but uh, make sure you watch it enough. Mm-hmm in a row that you understand what's going on this one's definitely a thinker so uh, okay I, yeah. I look forward to watching uh between three and 18 youtube videos explaining what i just exactly. saw it'd be yeah. intriguing so yeah definitely come back for that but uh today was a blast man i love doing these little pop culture catch-ups and i think we had a lot of good fun uh topics today mm-hmm. so definitely a lot of stuff for yeah. to check out um if you like to contact us twitter and instagram are the easiest ways all the all those things are in the show notes you can rate review us on your favorite podcast apps five stars is always appreciated and please tell your friends so more people can find us 100 i'm sorry 100, 100. steven 100 wonderful well i'm very much looking mm-hmm. forward to uh next tuesday and discussing tenant with you oh another one wow God damn Keep it. getting those. Hold on. I yeah. What's this? Yeah. Sorry, I meant. To, you want to look it up real quick? Or? Yeah, might as well. Uh, it says uh, again. It's for Saturday. Huh. Keeping those notifications for Saturday. Saturday. That's strange. It really is. It says uh, okay. It says Saturday episode mm-hmm. for LTAS. Another bus did it, but it says something here. We're going to show these LTAS boys how to do LTAS. Wow. What? LOL, OL, OL. Oh, God. That's a lot of OLs. That's LOLs, a lot. LOLs. It's very out loud. All right. So we're going to have to look into that then. Something's yeah. happening Saturday. That's weird. Okay. Well, that's we'll get into that. Is, is like Saturday anything, though? I don't know. Because we don't normally... We don't record them then. Yeah, That's I don't strange. know. That's weird. Um, weird. We'll right. check it out. We'll see. But definitely next Tuesday, yeah. we know we have an episode for Tenet next Tuesday, but yeah. Saturday, I don't know about. So we'll see. That's right, listener. We'll see you next Tuesday. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, as we always say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a blast, man. I uh, had a lot of fun today. Had a blast. With you and the listeners. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. So until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent, and let's talk later. We'll record on three, one. Two, three, record. Okay. And now they were recording an episode of Let's Talk About Stuff, the podcast that makes you go, what? Yeah. What just happened? Did, is that right? I don't. I don't think that's right. That's weird. I was like, Jamie the other day was like, I don't trust a single word out of your guys' mouth. I was like, that's <laughs> probably accurate. You should probably yeah, you should. should. No, nobody should. You you should not trust <laughs> right? us. Yeah, not trusting us is is the way to be. It's just um, a smart tactic. 
Speaking of not trusting, Stephen, I got myself into a wee bit of a pickle last night. Uh, my wife and I went out to dinner, and uh, we went to this this restaurant that we go to maybe once a year or so. It's it's a little bit indulgent. It's McDonald's? called the Melting Pot. <laughs> yeah, it's <a> McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> It's One a treat. McRib, please. <laughs> as I adjust both my monocles. <laughs> one for my eye on my face, the other one for my brown eye of elsewhere. Course. You know, you it's be a fancy the judge. I'm just saying, it's a it's a goatsy sponsored monocle. <laughs> but um, we we went up to this this it's like a fondue restaurant or whatever. Right, so right, it's, right. A, it's it's a it's it's very nice and and kind of fancy for us. So uh, as we go there, it's in this we kind of had to park a little bit further out than the normal mm-hmm. uh you know it was a saturday night so it was uh, on and popping as the kids say 30 years ago <laughs> and so um, i believed you the, i was like hey Sabin, i should yeah. probably say that now yeah, yeah. jump on that train yeah. hey man hey 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 they said it was tubular and they weren't they weren't lying we Can't went down the rapids that's that splinter slang so um we like the the parking lot is kind of like round so we didn't park down one of the main aisles it's like as the the parking lot kind of curves it segments into these little like pie-shaped parking spaces you know where you can fit like maybe 10 cars on either side and then it kind of keeps going from there and i'm usually pretty good about remembering where we parked because like i'm on my own my wife does not remember where we parked to to save her life so it usually falls on me and speaking of falling, Stephen, as we were like leaving oh, no. our car, we got an. I, it wasn't me this time. It wasn't me. Classic like, shaggy no, defense. <laughs> okay, what the listener can't see is blood is gushing down my face. <clears throat> I thought it was for a bit. I didn't realize. Oh, he's got strawberry jam on his face today. Sure, why not? Seems accurate. You never know with Brent. You never know with me, you know? Uh, so as we were like walking, we walked like one aisle over and then we saw this family. They were probably like, I don't know, 40 feet away from us and, uh, they dropped a baby. So anyway, <laughs> uh, that was distracting. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, the baby was fine. It's the only reason I'm laughing at it. Uh, there was a, it was, it was like, uh, two parents and then they had three small children uh-huh. uh, the like middle child she was probably like i don't know five was carrying a toddler so uh the the toddler got away from her it, she almost this like this really happened yeah oh yeah. my goodness the baby like fell directly <gasps> oh on <gosh>. its face <laughs> <laughs> and did you just walk by and say i feel you bro no, no i was just like yeah well i mean that's on you is what that is you know this baby doesn't know lung division anymore and that's your problem oh man um, but no like the 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 baby whined a little bit i say babe baby it was a toddler toddler but, right mm-hmm. uh they the parents like scooped up the the kid and he, he cried a little bit but then he was like fine by the time we started walking away they bounce back which which for me was almost immediately i'm just like i don't i don't know these kids i don't know what the, <laughs> you know oh, trust these children you actually said fuck you as you walked by <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> almost high five that little girl for taking out the, the one you know it's like there's something sinister going on there we can all agree of course uh anyways the, the the baby was fine they ended up showing up at the same restaurant we were going to uh a few minutes later yeah, and the baby wasn't whining or bleeding so you know hey all worked we'll out next time anyway so 
<laughs> we we go, we eat, we have a good time, and then as we're walking out to the parking lot, I am confidently walking to where I know I parked my car. And uh, I drive a white SUV. I see a white SUV. I'm walking toward it. As I get closer, I'm like, that's weird. Somebody like came up here and changed the actual like front <laughs> of my vehicle. You know, <laughs> they added a different manufacturer's logo on there. Oh, that's crazy. strange. Oh, my God. You know, this part of Tulsa, real shady with this. <laughs> They've been changing out grills all over the place. <laughs> They've been doing this a lot. You know, <laughs> you come to Tulsa, they'll change your vehicle in its entirety. So um, as I'm walking to it, I've, I'm like, oh, OK, so this is not my car. And I take out my my keys and I do the little like um, lock unlock thing uh-huh. just so the, the lights flash. And it's not as I'm like moments away from running into it with my pelvis so i'm like okay this is not my car right so i i turn i see another white suv i'm like oh, okay so maybe that's it and that's i get two steps down it's like oh that's clearly not it so i'm like huh this is strange because it looks like we were here like in my brain this is this is, this the, spot. is the longitude and latitude of where uh-huh. i belong to get my car but that's not the case so i'm like oh well fuck so then i I turn around and I just see like peppered throughout this parking lot that's stacked up. I see all kinds of fucking white SUVs. I'm like, oh shit. I don't (laughs) know why I am. Convention. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially, they like ship some in to fuck with me. Wow. So I'm like, oh fuck. So I'm like hitting the, the lock unlock button and nothing is happening. So then I'm like, okay, well, we gotta. We gotta recalibrate. So we're we're kind of like walking a couple aisles over, and I'm hitting this button, and I hear this, and I look over. It's a car that's not even mine. It's like a little like blue sedan. I'm like, wait, what? And then I hear the other direction, and it's a different white SUV, but it's not mine. And so there's like a gaggle of us lost people out here, just constantly hitting this button to find our cars. So even if I were to hit my my lock unlock button. It could. It, it might it be my car. You. It might be a totally different one. But no joke. There was like six or seven oh of God. these going off all around. It was like a war zone, you know. So as we're like walking, I see what I think is my car, and my wife goes, "Are you hitting the button?" I'm like, "Yeah, but who fucking knows if it's working? <laughs> it, might, it might not. <laughs> maybe somebody else's car. I don't know." Eventually, we we found it, but it was like a like a maybe a five minute ordeal to figure out where the fuck I parked, and I was like, I, w- I was surprised. Brandy that I, I got never lost like that. Didn't know at all though. Like Brandy didn't have any idea where it was. No, I mean she usually leans on me when it, it comes to that. Totally she, blanks she, out. She did remember that the the part of the parking lot that we parked on was a little bit like more cracked or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, yeah. She's all, all right. her mind's always on crack, always on crack, you know, you know, that's what she's crack kills, for. but also helps you find your car. Apparently. Sometimes. Yeah, man. I just imagine it, too, because it's like that. Burp, 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 burp. It's like they're geese talking to each other and everybody's just like uh-huh. try like walking around like I fuck if I know, man. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> it, it just sounded like uh, the Usher song. Yeah, <laughs> that it just all around us all the time everything everywhere all at once it was all fucking going off it was so fucking funny could you imagine oh my god we were both like walking and we both had to stop i had my hands on my knees because i was laughing so hard because i i imagine i'm totally fine with me being a a dumbass and losing my own car but like the fact that everybody else was doing it as well oh it was so fucking funny it's not like people were walking up to the car whose lights were flashing right 
you couldn't see anyone. So it was just like my wife and I just and it was like everyone else on the planet had been raptured. And then all these cars just started like. Yeah, it was so funny. I would have loved. Yeah, if you had if you did that boop, boop, and someone answered with a boop, boop and then someone's just like, yeah, and it is for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Starts a whole song going in the parking lot. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What an adventure, man. You never know. You never it know was, in Tulsa. Yeah. Where'd you leave your car? Yeah, I Who know. It, like, I have a uh, a navigation app that when I have it open, it will tell me where I parked. But I didn't. I go to this place. I'm I'm familiar enough with how to get to this place that I that wasn't right. necessary for me to to open up at that time. But I maybe it is. Maybe I just leave this fucking thing on all the time. Damn. That way, yeah. when it's like, just good to have. Where, where did I leave my AirPods? Oh, in the living room, I guess. So that's what my navigation app that I have on in my house is telling me. That helps. I have, Sometimes you need I, that. I suppose. It yeah. would have helped you find your car faster, but you wouldn't have had a story to tell, you know? Yeah, and that's Man. that's the most important thing is content. We got to have this content, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Was there a, a sync word in there besides burp, burp? Uh, I feel like burp, burp is a, is a perfect a good, oh, okay, sync word, a good actually. Sync word? Okay, cool, cool. I think so, okay. yeah. Um, you know, so there's sometimes when you and I start this uh, podcast recording where we're like, I got nothing. I don't, I don't have anything. I know. <laughs> and then, like, after that ordeal happened, I was like, okay, I got something. I got something, I got something for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it feel good when you have that, too? It is. It is. And it's even better when you remember what it is. Absolutely. So, and because sometimes it's like, oh, I got to remember this. And I just, I know. My brain. If I don't write it down, it's fucking out of here, man. <laughs> yeah. This came and went. That's the problem with this podcast. That's why I don't remember anything we said. I didn't write anything yeah. down. I just moved on mm-hmm. with my life. And then, oh, I yeah. remember stuff that happened in there. Okay. Good luck with that, yeah. brain. <laughs> That's where I'm at, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. So we'll sync with burp, burp, on three. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay. Yes. We have not used that okay, one yet. Okay. Good, so good, good. Good. Yeah. I, and yes, listener, I do have a running checklist, <laughs> an Excel spreadsheet of <laughs> sync words. Very important. It is. If we ever reuse one, then it's, you know. Big podcast might get rid of us. Yeah, I know. Mm, Sarah is bad. extremely litigious. Exactly. And I don't yeah, want to mess so. with her. I really don't, no. I'm I'm afraid of her. You should be. Yeah, I thought so. Um I you know. When I was joking about dropping a baby earlier, obviously <laughs> it wasn't meant toward her or her family. You when know. you mentioned it that earlier, just, uh, it did uh, make me think of her because I visited her family the other day and I was uh, every once in a while you're just like I really better hold on to this baby. Like, I really, you <laughs> yeah. just like, a, 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 a thought pops in your head and you're like, I really not want to be the person that drops this baby. Yeah. And so it's always a fear. And then you say that and then, yeah, it is, it strikes fear in my heart. Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes people will ask me, do you want to hold the baby? And I'm like, no, I don't want to take that chance. I don't trust myself. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> you're like, I can't trust myself not to fall. I'm certainly not going to trust myself <laughs> to hold another human up. <laughs> There's this one time I tried to cl- climb up this jungle gym holding a Fabergé egg. Fabergé egg is okay. Me, on the other hand, not so great. My egg, not great. No, definitely not. That got scrambled real quick. <laughs> All right. So we'll sync with burp, burp, okay. on three. One, two, three. Burp, burp. Wait. Yeah! <laughs> this is the one time I want our sync to not match up, though, so we can do that. Burp, burp. Oh, yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Adrian. L P.